What, what, what's new? What are you doing, Hefe? Uh, it's new, J-Dubs. Welcome into the Hideout. Road Radio 104.1 in studio for the final time this week. Tomorrow, it's Halloween Horror Nights. We'll have phones both nights, but uh, it's something about talking to you here in our happy place, the Hideout in Maitland. So uh, if you need those digits, dial them up whenever you feel like. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. That's how you beat somebody in the hideout. You pick up the phone, you dial those numbers. All righty, J-Dubs. Like I said, it is you and I uh, tonight mm-hmm. with all of our manners intact. Uh, also, too, we got Chunks Corolla, executive producer of The Hideout. He will have his Chunks Fat Man Diary for us as well. Uh, we have uh, Tommy Bateman, our director, and the unpaid producer, C-Lane. So C-Lane uh, is also here as well. To take uh, your phone calls and more. Uh, RealRadio.fm is the website to watch real TV and also get the, one of those final qualifications for the Hideout Final Score Square Challenge. HideoutHeretics.net and FullBlownAids.com. Those are all the uh, websites related to this show. Okay. Now, uh, Dubs, first of all, a uh, quick update. How was your sleeping pattern today? We've talked about this a lot over the last couple of days where you cannot stay awake. Were you able to stay awake today? I was actually able to stay awake today, but falling asleep last night was still another story where I went to bed about 1.30, mm-hmm. which is really early for me. And I ended up laying there till about 3, woke up, uh, went out on the couch for about a half hour, 45 minutes, watched um, uh, the secrets behind female... Uh, Anatomy? No, uh, female uh, bombers. Like, uh, what? What, History Channel or something? National Geographic, actually. Uh, Explorer. Well. Mm-hmm. And uh, about 45 minutes into that, I went back into bed. Took a couple more PMs and then fell asleep. Wow, dude! I know. I, I took two PMs at 1:30 and went to bed. Uh, Nothing happened. So at about 3:30, 3:45, I took a couple more and then ended up falling asleep. What's funny too is last night you, you uh, we were going to go down to the Matador mm-hmm. and just kind of hang out with Giddy and the boys down there, and uh, you couldn't make it because you were so tired. You're like, dude, I got to go home. Yeah, I mean, I, and I was tired, and I felt it the whole time. I wasn't like awake, awake where I, you know, right. I'm, you know, just bouncing off the walls. But I couldn't fall asleep either. Right. I was in that just that middle zone that really sucks for a long, long time. Yeah, I went. I went down to the Matador. I had a great time. It was mm-hmm. ladies' night there last night, and then uh, after that, um, went home, started playing video games. Uh, won another championship on NBA Live 2007. Look at you. Yep, thank you very much. Uh, my team's even better this year than it was last year with all the moves that I've made. So I'm just stoked about just doing that all weekend long. By the way, Matador, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. We do the Hideout Happy Hour there from 5 to 8 on Fridays. Very important you go tomorrow if you want to go to Halloween Horror Nights. I bought some tickets because uh, I thought my mom and brothers were coming in town uh, to go to Horror Nights tomorrow for our live broadcast. Turns out they bailed on me, so I still have the tickets. Uh, we, I will be giving those away. Uh, consider it a gift from the hideout on J-Dub's birthday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So what you need to do if you really want to go down to, uh, to Halloween Horror Nights with us tomorrow night is show up between 5 and 6 o'clock. We'll put your name in a little box, and we'll draw a winner at 6. I'll hand you the tickets. I even have a leftover parking pass, and then we'll all head down together 
Uh, Heretic uh, called in yesterday. His band, Orange Avenue, is playing on City Walk, so we'll go chat it up with them for a couple of minutes. Head in, do the show from 7 to 10 tomorrow night, and then celebrate J-Dubs' birthday with all the Heretics working out there who have promised us free drinks. Nice. Looking forward to that. So uh, check that out, uh, hideoutheretics.net, for the information on that. Let's go to uh, Bobby Hill in the 420. What's up, Bobby? Hey, Ponch. Hey, uh, hey Busey. What's Happy up? early birthday. Thank you. Um, I got a suggestion for you, buddy. If, What's that? Whenever you take the Tylenol PM, don't just pop them regularly. You can, I mean, of course, break them in half, but to even go further, smash them up. Fill your mouth with water, pour the dust in there, and swallow. It'll hit you in like 15 I, minutes. I chew them, actually. Chew them? Well, that's gross. It leaves it in your teeth and it tastes for like an hour. I, I know, but I, I mean, that's how I do it. That, that, and it works well, usually, but last night it just wasn't working. How about that with the leader of Jack Daniels? That might work. Yeah, I, I'm not a big drinker, but I was thinking about having a couple last night just to uh, kind of try to... Use that to fall asleep. I would. I always oh, I'll have a beer or two or something. And then part of the thing is when I was at the Matador last night, I had a sugar-free Red Bull and something shot, mm-hmm. and that uh, that also woke me up a little bit too. Well, and my problem was I looked in the fridge for some alcohol, and we were all out. So I'm you live next to a Seven Eleven. I know, but I did not want to go walk over there like a zombie because right. that's how I felt, and go get some beer. Hey guys, speaking of things that we're doing here in the hideout, I want to thank. L. Ross, who right now is out working. I believe he's in uh, Psychoscarapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in one of those houses down at Halloween Horror Nights. But I, he has stepped up for this hideout marquee madness. Now, marquee madness, for those of you that are business owners, maybe you've heard of this. Uh, we've, re- we've really just now started pushing it. What it is, we want you to place hideout weeknights, Real Radio 104.1, just something like that on your marquee out in front of your business. If you do that, we'll come by, a heretic or a, a member of the show, we'll take a picture of it. We put it up on our website, realradio.fm, and uh, at the end of the month, so Halloween, we'll draw a winner of the entries. Mm-hmm. We had our first entry last week, the Let's Talk Cafe. Uh, they even brought up food for us, and uh, letstalkcafe.com, and that was badass, and we thanked them, and they were the only entry so far. Well, today, J-Dubs, we have a couple of new entries. Uh, cool Crunch Ice Cream and Ice Cream Cakes. That's on East Michigan. Um, mm. Thank you. Mm. Oh, yeah. I want food now. I guess the guy was a listener of another station in the building. Mm-hmm. He turned on the show last night after uh, L. Ross uh, had uh, convinced him uh, to do the Marquee Madness. Loves the show now. Perfect. Thug thank it. you very much. And also, too, the Mobile Lube Express uh, on Delaney Avenue. And Heretics, by the way. If you go to the Cool Crunch ice cream and ice cream cakes, uh, mention hideout, ten percent discount. You go to the mobile, you go to the Mobile Lube Express, twenty five dollars off an oil change and fuel injection service. Plus, if you go to the websites, uh, RollRadio.fm, you can see they put up the hideout Roll Radio one hundred four point one. And I just want to let the people who are participating in the Marquee Madness, if for some reason your business isn't drawn, keep it up. We'll do it again month after month, and then you know you just have more chances to get the uh, the twenty five hundred dollars worth of uh, advertising. Exactly, and that's what we have up for grabs for you twenty five hundred dollars in real radio advertising. Uh, roughly equates to nearly two hundred commercials, uh, and that's a lot mm-hmm. of your business, either voiced by you or a member of the show. So far, we got three participants. So each one of these people, they you know, have a good shot. Yeah, they got you know one in three chance, and where I would like. It's the 19th. I would like, to be realistic, 10 entries 
uh, before the 31st. I think that would really cool, be really cool if we got 10 entries before the 31st. That would be huge, too. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, seven more would be great. So I'm I'm happy that these three have stepped up and I you know more people will jump on. No, I'm uh, but I'm very stoked for that and I want to thank El Ross who has uh, stepped up to make that happen. So again, go to realradio.fm for that. All right, Jade, Sebastian Bach will be joining us this hour in the hideout. I know I got the email about that. I have a little story about Sebastian Bach, my mom, and Mullet Joe. Who was her? Way? <laughs> who was her boyfriend? Kinda, kind of a three way. Uh, I don't even want to know, man. <laughs> I do. Uh, Lucky. The Chunks Fat Man Thiery. Uh, there's a lot of... I, Did you say Fat Man Thiery? <laughs> I don't know what I said. Fat Man Diary. It's quite possible. And uh, also, too... Uh, oh, you know what, may, what I may want to come back with next? The uh, Foley Clergyman audio. Have you heard about this? No. I know the Phillips file was talking about it a little bit. Uh, I guess Foley rolled over, gave up who... Uh, <laughs> What clergyman was? Yeah, what the clergyman was, so who it was that touched him, allegedly. Mm-hmm. So then a couple of uh, TV stations, especially one here in Florida, called the clergyman. And it's the creepiest audio that you've ever heard where this clergyman is trying to... He's trying to say what he didn't do, mm-hmm. and then what he did, but then kind of writes it off. And then afterwards, he, you know, the reporter asks him, what would you say to Representative Foley if you could talk to him right now? And honestly, what he says shocked me. And so i got to assume on some level it would shock you, too. For those of you that don't know, if you've been living under a rock, Representative Foley uh, quit Congress because of the alleged emails. In fact, maybe we'll do a couple of those email, instant message uh, theater yeah, yeah. Uh, between Foley and the pages. So we may hop in on that, too. Let's go to Flux in the 321. What's up, Flux? Hey. Hey, I was just wondering if either of you guys uh, <clears throat> caught the uh, South Park episode last night. I did watch it last night. In fact, I watched it this afternoon. Um, you kind of played on that whole Foley, Deborah LaFave, Mel Gibson, I'm kind of a drunk, Yeah, my excuse. You it, know, uh, it was brilliant, Dubs, and we'll talk about it maybe more tomorrow during the Hideout DVR Rewind, but here's why it was uh, South Park, one of the best shows out there. I don't remember if it was Stan. I think it was Kyle's little brother, Ike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what he is, like three, four, or maybe he's in the second grade or something. He's very, very young. Well, he falls in love with his teacher, who's a hot blonde. And uh, they end up having a relationship. Oh, God. It's one of the funniest episodes you've ever seen. Dude. And then once they get busted... Yeah, first of all, you know, whenever Kyle's trying to say, goes to the police and says, hey, you know, there's a molestation going on, he may want to look into it, and the cops are right there ready to attack until he says, uh, it's a woman. And then they say who it is, and everybody knows who she is in town. They're like, oh, nice. Good for you, buddy. The only crime is that she isn't with me. Nice. <laughs> so it was, it was a brilliant episode. And those guys at South Park are definitely still on top of their game. Tell you what, let's take a break, come back. I want to play that Foley audio for you. Then we'll talk to Sebastian Bach. You're going to want to hang on because we got a whole bunch of show to do in only the next three hours and 45 minutes. It's a Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Number love for those Thursday night in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1, old school. Old school jam, bumper music every Thursday night. Do join us tomorrow night at Halloween Horror Nights. We broadcast live from the T2 studios. J-Dub's birthday. 
We'll be giving you uh, our last pair of tickets out of my pocket uh, <laughs> and a parking pass uh, to Halloween Horror Nights tomorrow at the at the Matador, the Hideout Happy Hour between five and six, I and mean, we'll be there even though the specials go down all the way until eight o'clock. So uh, join us for that. Details on uh, Real Radio that FM and HideoutHeretics.net. Uh, J Dubs, yes, uh, that guy brought up South Park, our last uh, caller in the last segment, and uh, remember tomorrow. Uh, hideout DVR Rewind. Uh, that's because all week long you got to uh, listen to the show. Uh, you know we're here working, but we do uh, TiVo or DVR the things that are on at night, and then we talk about it on Friday night when nothing good's on. So uh, make sure I'm writing down right now all the stuff that I watched today. Jericho lost uh, the nine. I'm gonna watch Jericho tonight, so I'll be able to be in. I will the conversation. say that last night's episode was better than most have been. Okay, they're finally starting to get somewhere with that show. I was a little disappointed at first. I was ready to punch out. There's still some parts of which I fast forward through. I did punch out for a while there. Mm-hmm. So uh, nonetheless, we will uh, we will go over that. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Sebastian Bach. Uh, slated to join us at 7.30. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, if not, to be perfectly honest with you, we got so much stuff to do. No. All right, you're down. I have to talk to him. You really yeah. want to talk to Sebastian Bach. I want to just talk to him, I guess, with whatever Dubs' sex story that involves his mom and his uh, step-uncle, or whatever you called your... Uh, step-uncle. Whatever you call Mullet Joe. Mullet Joe's my mom's boyfriend for about 10 years, and over that 10 years, he held a job maybe for four months, collectively. And he would always like to shoot appliances. Yes, he, he in had the, a uh, backyard. Our backyard was a personal uh, gun range for him <laughs> with old washers, dryers, and refrigerators. A gun range. Yeah. So while you're inside playing duck hunt, he's in the backyard uh, playing refrigerator hunt. Yes. Um. Hey. So the representative Foley stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, really quickly for those of you um haven't heard it yet, it's our intern. Instant Message Theater. We did this with the Representative Foley uh, instant messages that came out. I want to play a couple of these for you and then play what the clergyman says, a clergyman who um, Representative Foley says touched him. All right. And I, it sounds to me like the clergyman admits it, but this is one of the actual email or instant message uh, correspondence um, b- between Foley and a, uh, a page. I got four of them here. We'll just play a couple of them. All right. Let's go with number two here. See what happens. And now it's time once again for another episode of Intern Instant Message Theater. Oh, yes. In this episode, according to another message, Foley also allegedly invites the teen and a friend to come to his house near Capitol Hill so they can drink alcohol. Are you going to be in town over the Veterans Day weekend? I may be now that you're coming. Who are you coming to visit? Um, no one really. We will be adjourned by then. Oh, good. Then we could have a few drinks, LOL. Yes, yes, wink. You're not old enough to drink. Shh. Okay. That's not what my ID says, LOL. Okay. I probably shouldn't be telling you that, huh? We may need to drink at my house so we don't get busted. Thus concludes this episode of Intern Instant Message Theater. C-Lane, you are a creep. Yeah, C-Lane, uh... Heavy-breathing weirdo. Our unpaid producer plays the, uh... Obviously the role of Foley. It's all acting. You know, I... I promise. I forget how much I love these. Now I want to hear all four of them. <laughs> do you care? Do you mind? I don't mind. 
All right, here's here's go ahead, LOL. <laughs> and now it's time once again for another episode of Intern Instant Message Theater. In this episode, you will hear an alleged exchange of text messages between Representative Foley and a young teen page, apparently about how much they miss each other. Enjoy. I miss you. Yeah, me too. We are still voting. Do you miss me too? Okay, I better go vote. Did you know you would have this effect on me? LOL, I guessed. Yeah, go vote. I don't want to keep you from doing our job. Can I have a good kiss goodnight? Ah, uh, kiss. Thus concludes this episode of Intern Instant Message Theater. Now, you were telling me something about Foley. Uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to get him on anything. Yeah, I guess uh, I read a story uh, this morning that the feds have been looking through all the stuff, and there's nothing they can actually pin on him that's illegal yet. Right. I, so he could walk completely. Because I, I believe they were actually of age, even though they were teenagers, mm-hmm. at least in whatever jurisdiction it may have uh, fallen under. All right, Pedro wants to know if there's any way we could do a bizarre reading and have two chicks read these just to cleanse the palate. That would be interesting. Uh, no, I want people to remember what Foley was doing. That that exchange was while he was voting. <laughs> he was voting on Capitol Hill. And now it's time once again for another episode of Intern Instant Message Theater. In this exchange, Representative Foley allegedly appears to describe having been together with the teen in San Diego. Ooh! I miss you lots in San Diego. Yeah, I can't wait till D.C. Smiley. (laughs) Did you pick a night for dinner? Not yet, but likely Friday. Okay, I'll plan for Friday then. That will be fun. I want to see you. Like I said, not till Feb. Then we will go to dinner. And then what happens? We (laughs) eat, we drink, who knows? Hang out late into the night? And? I don't know. Dunno what? Hmm, I have the feeling that you are fishing here. I'm not sure what I would be comfortable with. We'll see. Thus concludes this episode of Intern Instant Message Theater. R-O-T-F-L-M-A-O. Alright, Pedro brings up another funny point. John Mark Carr, Mark Foley, free and clear. Gary Glitter has to do time. Mm -hmm. Free glitter. And finally, here's the last one. And now it's time once again for another episode of Intern Instant Message Theater. Oh, this next one is disturbing. Allegedly, Representative Foley and the young page are having a text conversation about how he self-pleases himself. Uh, Did you this weekend yourself? (laughs) No, been too tired and too busy. Wow, I'm never too busy. Ha ha. Ha ha. Or tired. Helps me sleep. That's true. Haven't been having a problem with sleep, though. I just walk in the door and collapse. Well, at least this weekend. I am sure. I don't do it very often normally, though. Why not? At your age, seems like it would be daily. Not me. I'm not a dog. Maybe two or three times a week. That's a good number. In the shower. (laughs) I am... So tell me when you're... Uh, I have a cast fetish. Well, tell me. (laughs) Cast. You like plaster cast? It's kind of weird. But along with that, I like the whole Catholic girl look. That's our school's uniform. Ha, that's wild. Yeah, but now I'm... (laughs) Me too. 
podcast got you going? What are you <laughs> wearing? Normal clothes. T-shirt and shorts. Um, so a big... <laughs> yeah. Um, love to slip them off of you. Oh. Ha ha. And grab... Not tonight. Don't get too excited. Well, you're... That is true. Thus concludes this episode of Intern Instant Message Theater. I just wanted to remind everybody what Foley did. And then, I feel so dirty right now. Yeah. Looking then, at Sealine during all this. Then he, of course, Foley comes out and says, hey, I have an alcohol problem. He's blaming on everything but himself. Which is what actually was brought up last night in the mm-hmm. South Park episode. And then it was a clergyman touched him. Now you thought know, that was creepy. Listen to this clergyman describe what he did to him. Audio's a little shaky. Got it from WH, uh, no, WPTV, uh, I believe. Somewhere here in Florida. All right. Hideout download. Once, and uh, maybe I touched him or so, you know. But uh, it didn't, uh, it's, it's worse than uh, It's not something you call, I mean, um, um, rape or penetration or anything like that, you know. It was just fun I, did you hear that? It was there was no penetration. It was just fondling. It was nothing you'd call rape or penetration. It was just fondling. Can I hear it one more time? Yeah. Hideout download. Once and uh, maybe I touched him or so, you know, but uh, it didn't. Uh, it's it was because then uh, it's not something you call. I mean, um, uh, rape or penetration or anything like that. You know, it was just fondling. It was not bad that time. Yeah. Oh, shiny happy people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Play with the with the song. Now it's kind of upbeat and happy. All right. Now this is the reporter asks the clergyman what he would say to Foley if he could talk to him today. All right. This is the one where I said it's kind of shocking. Like it's it's a really weird answer. No, I would... Hold on. Hideout download. No, I would uh, say the thing, if I offended him, I am sorry, but uh, to remember the good time we had together, you know, and how uh, really we enjoyed each other, uh, each other company, and to let bygones be bygones, too. All right. So I would want him to, I would want him to know that I'm sorry... If but I offended him. But let's remember the good times. <laughs> let's re- I had a good time with them. Let's remember how we enjoyed each other's company. All right, one more time. Hideout download. No, I would uh, say the thing, if I offended him, I am sorry, but uh, to remember the good time we had together, you know, and how uh, really we enjoyed each, other con- uh, each other's company, and to let bygones be bygones, too. Not that bad that time. All right, that time it's not as disturbing. No. Hmm. Kind of happy. Hey, F.A., look who we have on the phone. Who's that? Shannon Burke from the Shannon Burke Show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Gentlemen. How are you? Oh, tonight's your uh, your big bike night, right? Yeah, we're at the, at the bar back uh, on Lake Monroe here to kick off Biketoberfest. And, uh, you know, lots of beer and uh, rock and roll music. A band's getting ready to fire up here. There's a ton of bikes, and I just wanted to say hello and, uh, you know. Wonderful. For, for people who haven't been out there, where exactly is it? 
If you take the exit, you take to go to the Sanford Zoo. I believe it's 104 off the floor. Mm-hmm. Make a right, go up to 1792, make a right like you're going to the zoo, pass the zoo, round the bed, and boom, there you are. Johnny Rotten's bar out back. Uh, all right, tell me about the quality of ladies that are out there tonight. Cause Shannon uh, you Burke... know, the, the cool thing about Johnny's uh, is that there's, you know, you don't, you won't, you won't find a lot of those big, uh, bodacious biker babes. So they're more of a, uh, they're, uh, they're hot. There's hot chicks here, and, uh, you know, they're on motorcycles. Let's make them even hotter. That ups the hot factor like three points. Awesome. Nice. This is uh, live rock and roll, drink specials, bikes, babes, real radio giveaways. Absolutely. Uh, and it's uh, 2485 North Highway 1792. Burke is out there tonight, our buddy. You're out there for just, oh, wow, another hour and a half, so there's plenty yeah, of time I'm to get. I'm out here for the duration, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm out here till midnight, I'm sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Johnny Rotten's uh, bar out back. Go check out our buddy. Shannon. All right, buddy. Thank you, you man. Hey, thanks, man. Have a good show. Oh, absolutely. Thank you very much. We'll take a break. Come back with uh, Sebastian Bach to Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Hour one in the Hideout Thursday night, Row Radio 104.1. Don't forget uh, Shannon Burke, Johnny Rotten's Bar Out Back. He's there right now, Biker Night, uh, kicking off uh, Biketoberfest. It's one of his favorite stops for a bike night, too, and he is out there. Live rock, drink specials, bikes, babes, real radio giveaways. And Burke. Yeah, and Burke. Bikes, babes, and Burke. Uh, 2485 North Highway 1792 in Sanford. So go see our buddy uh, Shannon Burke. Middays right here on Real Radio 104.1. Uh, J-Dubs, let's welcome into uh, the hideout a true rock star, uh, Mr. Sebastian Bach. How are you? Thank you very much. Thank How's you for joining us tonight. You are on tour with Papa Roach in Guns N' Roses. I believe the tour kicks off the night before in Sunrise, uh, but the big show is going to be uh, St. Pete Times Forum, uh, downtown Tampa. All right, yes. All right, let me ask you. This is Guns N' Roses with Axel Foley? No, Axel Rose. I'm sorry. Axel Foley I'm from uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> Axel Rose. I got the well, old... I'd rather see Axel Rose sing Guns N' Roses in Wyland. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I hear you. You know, uh-huh, no, I know, but it is, it is, uh, it is Axl Rose, though. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make because I know there's this whole thing about you know. You know, when is, uh, what is it, Chinese democracy coming out? Yeah, that, 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 that's been on hold for, what, six yeah. years now? Yeah, but I just wanted to make sure uh, that, all right, very cool, then. This is uh, kicking off next Wednesday night, the St. Pete Times Forum in uh, downtown Tampa. Uh, before we get started with some of the questions, Dubs, you had a story that you wanted to tell Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, Sebastian, I am forever tied with you and the song 18 in Life, and this is why. Um, I remember hearing the song downstairs in my mom's room uh, while I was watching something like Doug or something on Nickelodeon. I can't remember what it was, but I and I, it was playing so loudly that I couldn't figure out what was going on down there. So I go downstairs, and my mom's door didn't shut completely. Right. So I peek in there to see why Eighteen Life is blasting, and yeah. my mom and her boyfriend, who had a huge mullet, are just railing. He's, oh, he's man. So for, forever, whenever I hear the song, 18 and Life. You still the, love it, though, ironically. Oh, I do. But the, 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 the image pops in my head every single time. Right on. But hey, I, I love the song. I can't stop listening to it, even with that image. Uh, right on, dude. Well, I'm glad to be of some assistance. <laughs> I'll, I'll send my mom your regards. Do you, uh, do you have people coming up and telling you, like, you know, what their music, like, times 
times in their life or what it's meant to you, meant to them and stuff like that, Sebastian? Yeah, usually nowadays what I get is like, dude, you're on my iPod. <laughs> and, and, and then they go through their pockets and they all pull out their iPod or they go in their purse and they scroll down. They go, hang on, hang on, hang on. And then they like show it to me. Like, says, you've got a while. I'm like, and they're like, see? <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me ask, as, as, you know, as a, as a rock and roll guy, you know, who's been at it for a while, what do you think about the whole transition? Is it kind of weird when you think about people right. not really getting the whole albums anymore? No, They're just kind of cherry picking. I don't, I don't like that. It really bugs me. And um, you know, I mean, I wake up and I look in the news, and Tower Records is being liquidated. Right. And there's no more Tower Records, mm -hmm. and, and I. You know, like, I mean, I saw an interview with Steven Tyler where he said that, you know, in the early 1990s, the Aerosmith back catalog was, was valued in the millions of dollars. Like, you know, I don't know the number or what it was, but, you know, say it's $500 million or something or even more than that, like the, the value of the publishing all that. And then after the Internet in the year 2000, his lawyer calls him and says, well, your catalog's worth, you know, you know, a hundred million now. Like, like literally, you know, one tenth of the value. <laughs> right. Know, like, you know, I mean, when you're talking to that many millions, I guess it doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. I mean, for music to literally lose that much uh, fiduciary value is, is crazy. It's like if you made shoes for a living, and then you woke up and the newspaper said. All shoes are free. Mm -hmm. You'd be like, I'm not going to make shoes anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there's no way I'm going to go pay for them when I can get them uh, for free or at least yeah. 99 cents. Sebastian, yeah, but that's the, that's, that's the wild thing, though, that, about the one thing that they, that they cannot take away is the live performance, mm -hmm. you know? And you and got... I, I've been on the road with Guns N' Roses since uh, May all across Europe, and... Uh, it's amazing to bring it to the United States now, so it's going to be a lot of fun. The tour kicks off uh, next Wednesday, uh, or at least yeah. we can see it here uh, in uh, in Florida, the St. Pete Times Forum in downtown Tampa. It's a great October venue. October 25th. Yeah, October yeah. 25th with Papa Roach, Guns N' Roses, Sebastian Buck. Uh, yeah. Sting just talked about, you're talking about um, uh, Aerosmith, but Sting just said uh, a couple of days ago that rock and roll is boring today. And that, um, and we had even talked about this on the show before, that right now in this current generation of rockers, there aren't any true rock stars anymore. What do you do? You agree with that, or why? And why do you think that well, is? Well, there's going to be two true rock stars on stage oh. uh, next week but, at St. Petersburg. But see, that's what I'm. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's what we're, that's what we're saying. Like, uh, like, uh, the, the, like the new batch of people are coming out. There's no one that's really standing out being a front man like Sebastian Bach or Axl Rose was. You know, and, and like how they how they really just. We're well, bigger. Dude, I think it's a difference in the times because when I was starting out, in order for me to even get a record deal, I had to have and totally invent my own sound uh, of of a lead singer. Like like my voice is identifiable as is Vince Neal's, as is Bon Jovi's, Rob Halford, on down the line, Axl Rose, Steve Tyler, every. It was like a premium uh, thing that you had to have your own sound, mm -hmm. and it was really tough because I just used to want to scream all the time. I sounded a lot like Vince Neil when I was 
18 years old, and, I, and, and it took me, you know, a lot of time to find my own sound and, and a lot of heartache and, and, and vocal training and people telling me I sucked and, and, you know, like just working on it until finally it, it, it only happened when I was really recording the first Skid Row record and, and that I really found my own sound. And now it seems like all the singers want to sound the same as the other guy. Like, it's like completely different. I can't tell a lot of these, these power pop uh, bands and, and also the Nickelback kind of sounds. <laughs> right. Do, do you think that's kind of uh, related to what they they think they can sell and what will get them signed? And yeah, not yeah. Yeah, I do think that. And I, and I think that, you know, that, that you always hear people say, like, you could never have a band like the Ramones today because mm -hmm. you know they never had even a gold record ever I don't think in their whole career they have like 10 12 records um, nowadays if your first album doesn't go platinum you don't get to do a second album you know so it's like you can you, it's almost like the system's not set up for rock stars I mean you, you can even look at something like my show super group right. where they've got me and Ted Nugent and Scott Ian and and uh, in a band but they don't let us do a video oh, but they let Hulk Hogan's daughter do a video yeah like, <laughs> like, oh you know they, they they hire a chef for us in the house, but there's no way to record a demo. I'm like, why do why do you guys get a chef, but we can't record a song? Like, I, I don't I don't get so that. that means, you know, that means no tour record then from Supergroup. No, unfortunately, no. Ted's got to go uh, kill some baby seals up, <laughs> up in the Canadian ice cap. You know, he's got to go club some little white furry baby seals. Sebastian Bach here in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. See him with Guns N' Roses, Papa Roach, next Wednesday, the 25th, at the St. Pete Times Forum. Tommy yeah. Bateman, our director, is a huge fan. You had a question for uh, Sebastian Bach, Tommy? Hey, uh, where can I see the photos of uh, your wife and Tara Patrick? Yeah, <laughs> on my hard drive, dude. <laughs> can I come over? Well, dude, here's a, here is a real true story that, that really bugs me, and it's the first time I've ever told this. If you're watching that show, right, it's like... I was, I was, when it got really good, like halfway through that photo session, I was shooting all these, um, uh, photos also on my cell phone as it was going on. And calling in people in the room to and look. And then when I went to, to, to Evan Seinfeld to get those photos, it was like really a pain to, to actually get the disc. So I'm going, dude, that's my wife, man. Just like, you know, that's your wife. Give me the photos, dude. Like, I don't know what you're thinking here. And after all me whining and whining and whining, he finally <laughs> gave me a disc of the photos. But all of the, right when it got good, he goes, oh, well, dude, those, those files are like all corrupt, man. And I'm like... <laughs> Oh, oh, the files are corrupt, are they? Oh, oh, oh right, right. Those the files are corrupt. Well, can you give me those corrupt files so I can see if I can open them on my computer? Oh no, I can't find them, dude. I, I don't know what you know. That was the so, funny, the funny thing about if that show. You guys show. ever get Evan into the studio? And say, dude, we were interviewing Sebastian. He's kind of, you know. I don't know if I'm buying the corrupt file. Receipt. I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. <laughs> what were you going to say, Tommy? That was the funny part of that show is that they were like such good friends, and then they would hate each other, and then they were such good friends again. And it seemed like it was always... Sebastian was either working too hard and Evan would get pissed, or like anytime porn came up, Evan just became this totally weird, money-obsessed guy. <laughs> 
Well, dude, my thing is like, you know, I'm a, I'm a bad guy because I'm because I go running. I mean, is that is that really the height of being a a bad boy of rock? Because I I am a jogger, like. <laughs> True. You know, they're like, okay, photo session at noon. Like, I'm like, can we do it at, you know, 1245? No, no way. Oh, I, I, I tell you what, if they, if they hired Axel for this show, you would, you'd see a, a real TV show. He, he wouldn't be in it. Like, <laughs> you would never show up for anything. How is it being on tour with Axel? I mean, how has he, uh, there's so many stories. We've talked, we talked to Slash not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have much to say about Axel, but I mean, how is, how is it being on tour? Well, he really, the, you know, um, one thing that I think sort of gets overlooked with Axel Rose is, is, by the way, he's one of the best rock and roll singers that ever lived on the mm -hmm. planet Earth. You know, like, people forget they talk about his, his braids and his hair or, or, or uh, you know, just who knows what mayhem, how he, uh, you know, Refuses out to go on stage. A hotel, but you know, some people don't don't mention enough how how incredible a singer he is, and and he really is singing now better than he ever has that I've heard. Is that right? I, I mean, I opened up the the whole Use Your Illusion tour, and I was there every night for that. And I've been on the road with him since May, and you can go on YouTube yourself and download some current clips and and there's no way around the fact that he's on fire and he is singing to the top of his ability which is not any joke it's he's he is he's got you know one of the greatest voices and also one of the most uh recognizable voices and also his presence is so like just for for lack of a better word, badass man. When when he walks on the stage, it's it's on. It's it's. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're talking about earlier. Like it's on, man. It's on, and the whole place is going nuts. I just, you can you can say what you want about this or that or or, or whatever you know. The fact that that he does all these things that that people talk about, but when when they go into the song "Sweet Child of Mine." Nobody cares about none of those stories. Right, it's exactly. Like... <laughs> well, here's what it is. It's Sebastian Bach, it's Papa Roach, it's Guns N' Roses. Next Wednesday, October 25th, the St. Pete Times Forum. Dude, it was very good having you into the hideout. Yeah. Thank you, Sebastian. We appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, guys. And Talk to you later, man. And, uh, we right, gotta... Have a good one. All right, see ya. And we we got to send this over to your mom. Yeah. So you tell she... I can't believe I said Axel Foley. <laughs> like yeah, a rube. I am that guy. Christ, what an idiot. Way to blow the interview already. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know where Axel Foley came from. I know it's Axel Rose. Speaking of finding that alphabet killer. Jesus Christ. That sucks. Sweet child, sweet child, oh my, oh my, oh my, sweet child, oh my. November rain. I would love to see a collaboration, though. <laughs> Maybe we could see that at some point. That was a fun interview. That's a good guy. You love him, right, Tommy? Yeah, he was. Uh, I've seen him on shows where I've been very annoyed by him, and like I want to like you, but I just can't. But he was a uh, very enjoyable during this interview. There's so many like inside questions I want to ask him that like. Maybe one out of one billion people would care about. Throw one out to me real quick that you think no one else would care about. Um, 
do you and Rob, uh, oh, I forgot the drummer's name, Rob Afuso, I think it is, do you guys still talk, or are you still friendly, because I know he's not in the skid road that's out there now. Yeah, yeah no that's why that. I didn't ask. I would have just rather <laughs> asked him about Axel Foley. Uh, yeah, we'll take is, a break. Is Taggart still in the group? <laughs> Come back. It's the Hideout Roll Radio 104.1. Tommy's still grinning ear to ear from the uh, glory of having Sebastian Bach. Yeah, I'm in here frowning over the Axel Foley. <laughs> Stupid-ass comment. It's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. <laughs> There's a slip of the tongues every once in a while, but usually you hope it's not with uh, a guest on the line. Yeah, well, it's honestly, I don't care. What? Sebastian Bach, for God's sake. I, he means more to you guys than he does to me. Uh, for me, it's the old school jam bumper music. That's what I dig. You guys, 80s night is uh, what you're all over. Yeah, next uh, next uh, Wednesday when we do the 80s bumper music, all hair bands. Oh, yes. That's a good That's a good call, especially yeah. since... Uh, I also don't know who, uh, who Sebastian thought was the most overrated hair band of that time. That would have been a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Get him back on the phone. (laughs) Okay, do it. Call Uh, Stu. Hey, really quickly, before we move into this any further, I want to get... The heretics have been stepping up in an insanely huge way. Mm -hmm. First, L. Ross for getting the new entries in the Marquee Madness. Um, He got the Let's Talk Cafe. Mm -hmm. He got Mobile Lube Express. And he got Cool Crunch Ice Cream and Ice Cream Cakes. Uh, That one's on Michigan, East Michigan Street, the... uh, Mobile Lube is on Delaney, and where's the um, the Let's Talk Cafe? I had that one on here, and I don't have it in front of me right now. Do you remember what street that was on, Chunks? Uh, it's on the website. All right, it's on realradio.fm. I'll have to look for that. So anyway, if you go to the Hideout MySpace page, which is now essentially run by the Heretics, mm-hmm. and I handed it over to Guinness, uh, myspace.com slash hideoutradio, uh, the new blog on there is the Hideout Podcasting, and Guinness has come up with a way so that, you know, under it says, hey, everyone, can't listen to the show live, try the podcasting, first download iTunes from here, then you click and it downloads for you, then click the following link to describe and start downloading. So all you have to do is go to myspace.com slash hideoutradio, go to that blog section, and just click Hideout General. Yes. I just tested it in here, automatically subscribes you Wonderful. to the Hideout Podcast. Wow. Yeah, I want to get that link everywhere uh but that's the first place you can get it myspace.com slash hideout radio now um another way that they've been stepping up on myspace <laughs> anti-mat and uh dopey and a few of uh, the heretics out there have been really hitting people's myspaces hard mm-hmm. and they they've been going to other shows websites other shows uh, myspaces and uh getting friends just like random friends off those people's uh friends list and just nailing them with thousands of hideout banners and different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny to see the reaction. Yeah. I'm telling you, the uh, heretics are truly beginning to have a life of their own. I guess Anti-Man, I don't know whether he does something with uh, the hideout MySpace as well, but he said... like I he, think he has a, his own that he started. Well, he said he had um, added some girl, or some girl added him, and he was like... Do you listen to the show much? And she was like, no, I've never heard it. And he's like, 
Hmm. So you just want friends, huh? And then he just blasted her mice. Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe she'll listen now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll make her happy. Wonderful. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Tomorrow we broadcast live from Halloween Horror Nights. You know, I was thinking about it. Tomorrow is your birthday, Dubs. Mm-hmm. I should have brought in your gift this evening. Yeah. Because otherwise you're gonna have to lug it around there tomorrow. I could have enjoyed whatever it was tonight. So the interns are for. Yeah, that's they're gonna have to leave anyway, right? They, are they gonna get to stick around? They can stick around. I'd rather they left. <laughs> I would like them off the Universal oh, Properties at oh, 10 Oh, yeah, 12. that's right. I forgot they have that whole clause at, like, uh, 10 or 1. All right, whatever. Yes. Nice try. Or the nice try. X-Fix, you know. Radio the, Jihad. Clause. Santa Claus 3. Uh, so anyway, I, do you want me to bring it out tomorrow or just sure. wait? All right. Well, I mean, I mean, is it big? Yeah, it's huge. It's about that big. Hmm. So uh, look for that tomorrow for Jada's birthday. And also, too, if you wanted to go to Halloween Horror Nights, didn't have any tickets. Um, well, you know what? You're picking me up tomorrow. You can just give it to me when you pick me up. We'll, uh, we'll put it in the... Um, we're giving you tickets tomorrow for our live broadcast down at the Matador in the Hideout Happy Hour. That is, runs from 5 to 8. Dubs, who is the most influential person in your life? Sebastian Bach. <laughs> Axel Foley. <laughs> Yeah, that'll live on forever. <laughs> I'll be hearing about that one for years. I encourage people to leave you comments. Ah, great. McCain in 08. Actually, John McCain has been a very influential man. In for my you, life. John McCain or John Mark Carr? McCain. Hmm. 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 Uh, hmm. But overall, though, there's nobody in particular you think to yourself, you know what, without this person, I wouldn't be where I am today, or I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Real or alive? Or, I mean, real, listen to me. Real wow. or fake? I may be having a stroke tonight. You I know. You're going to feel bad when I die tomorrow. <laughs> no, it'll be It's my birthday. birthday. I can't uh, be mad. <laughs> what? I'll, 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 I'll save all angry and upset feelings for Saturday. Oh, hey, Dubs, if he does that, you can have his valet pass. Mm. What? I call his cash. <laughs> yeah, you have fun with that. Yeah, there is none. Trust me. I'm the same boat. The Universal Cash, I think, is what he's talking about. Oh, Ooh. no. We get that? I've been here huh? longer. Do we get that tomorrow? Yeah. Of course. Universal Cash? Always. Last year was 30. We getting 30? Yeah. I don't know. Interns don't know. That's uh, fine. 30 is six drinks, dude. Gonna be so wasted tomorrow. <laughs> On top of the free ones the heretics are giving us. Well, I found this the 101 most influential people who never live. And we had this a couple of nights ago, but we didn't get a chance to get to it. I would think number one on here. Probably is one who influenced you. Okay. 407-916-1041-888-978-104. I give a prize to someone who can guess what number one is. And we got some good stuff. Um, yes. Donatello, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Of course. Well, it's funny you say that because I think about it. Um, and we're talking about influential people who never lived. That actually would kind of fit on here because G.I. Joe is on here. G.I. Joe and Barbie are on here. You know, G.I. Joe was kind of an inspiration for me as a kid. To do what? Well, it was just like, you know, I want to be a hero. Really? Yeah. And I thought the Army was supposed to be a hero. <laughs> when you think about it now, that was just one big commercial, wasn't it? Uh-huh. That Army of One. But instead, it's G.I. Joe, the more you know. 407 Who was the number one most influential person who never lived? If you got it, we'll get you a prize next in the Hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Back 
the Hideout Row Radio 104.1 on a Thursday night tomorrow live from uh, Halloween Horror Nights for J-Dub's birthday. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star 1041 in your uh, singular wireless phones. Please go visit hideoutheretics.net, fullblownaids.com, and realradio.fm for info and just to hang out with people, like-minded people that listen to the show. Um, We're talking the 101 most influential people who never lived. And who was number one? And some of the ones on here that uh, you know we mentioned earlier: G.I. Joe, Barbie, Tarzan, Superman, Uncle Sam, Norman Bates. Speaking of Halloween Horror Nights, Mob in the 407 had Superman. Oh, uh, my apologies. Hey, Mob. Hey, what's up, man? What's for, up, bro? For the uh, for the uh, number one most influential person, actually, Superman was number 64 on the list. According oh, yeah. to this, he was not number one. Sorry about that, bro. Amos and Andy made the really? list. Really? Number 83. Good for them. Really? <laughs> Let's go to uh, John, the 863. What's up, John? Hey, how are you? Hey, good, buddy. I was, uh, I guess somebody else might already guess it, Uncle Sam, but... Uh... Yeah, I uh, thrown out Uncle Sam on there. Uh, Uncle Sam wasn't uh, a person who never lived, though, was he? No, I, I, I thought I, he was a Frenchman. It was my understanding he was a fictional character. Oh, I thought uh, he was. Number I was always told he was a French guy, and I, that was kind of the odd thing about it. Was uh, posters for the American Army had a Frenchman on it. Number uh, Uncle Sam, number sixty-one. Mm-hmm. Where, where'd you hear this story? I can't remember. It's been so long. Hmm. I've never heard that one before. Let's go to Diane in the 386. What do you got, Diane? This is going to be kind of corny, but it's the best thing I can come up with. Father Time. Father Time. You know, Father Time isn't a bad one. You consider the P, you know, because there are some really odd ones on here. Father Time, though, not number one. That isn't a bad guess, though. Because they, I mean, there are really some Oedipus, Dracula. Arch- Max Hedrom. <laughs> Archie Bunker. Max, Max tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about Max Hedrom. Let's go. Let's oh, go. the King. Burger King commercial. That is a new one. Man, those things are creepy, but I tell you what, they're funny as hell. Let's go to Wild Hawk in the 813. Oh, no. What's up, Wild uh, Hawk? The number one most uh, influential person has got to be Optimus Prime, because he was uh, the most influenced in my life. Yeah, obviously. Because um, you're both built like trucks? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Wide load. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Although G.I. Joe's on here, Transformers aren't. Seems go, like a shame. Let's go to Semper Bry in the 407. Hey, Semper Bry. Hey, what's up, guys? First of all, I'd like to wish uh, C-Lane a happy Down Syndrome Awareness Month. <laughs> so true. And uh, my the number one fictional person that inspired me the most, I would have to go with Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was a real person. We know for a fact. What about Mario or Luigi? I uh, could have been on there. I had uh, edited some of this out, but that's it. You know, when you think about it, Mario mm-hmm. and Luigi are very good fictional characters, never lived but have influenced some people. At least they've been, you know, part of your life. What do they influence you to do, though? Play video games. Take mushrooms. Take, <laughs> stay in school for six years like a loser. <laughs> Drink endlessly. Be my only friend, my girlfriend, my lover, my oh, confidant. I got one. Chunks is grape. <laughs> yeah. 
The grape is real. I don't know if it talks back to him, though. It does. We threw it in the trash. <laughs> Gave me the weather report. What? <laughs> Are you serious or are you just joking? Let's go to Senior Hamburglar. First, I'd like to say I'm spreading the word at my school by writing on the board, listen to the Hideout Real Radio 104.1, 7 to 11 weeknights. You can't win $2,500 in advertising, but good I job know. nonetheless. And um, the most influential fictional character to me is Gazoo's 44-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually maybe his best call ever. Where is Gazoo, that son of a bitch, our intard? Oh, no, he came in late, ran in the office, said something about a deer, run into a deer. What? Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. Is this way for him to, are we never going to see him again now that he has, uh, that he owes me $80 because we found out he has a gambling debt of $20,000 that he stole from his grandmother for playing online uh, gambling? I bet we never see him again because he owes me 80 did he, did he really hit a deer? I guess. That could be just something he's making up so that you feel sorry for him and don't have to... No, I saw his eyes look like he was kind of bruised, like he's been <laughs> punching himself. I think he said he was hitting a queer. Mm. Oh. Makes sense. He had a mirror, mirror with him, yeah. so... <laughs> Anti-Matt. <laughs> Yo. What? Hey, Anti-Matt. I got it. Uh, Axel Foley. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking away when I was asking the question. <laughs> These goddamn IMs. Let's go to uh, Mr. Delicious in the 321. Son of a bitch. What's up, fellas? What's hey, up? buddy. What about Santa Claus? Santa Claus number four. Santa, Santa, Claus. Santa Claus was real, too. He's a real person. He turned into a fictional, yeah, fictional character. But yes. But in its current state. I guess. Poseidon? The Roman god of the sea. Actually, he was on the list. Was he really? Somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. Here's Gazoo. Oh, was that a little, uh, oh, look at me. I'm saying. I'm Italian. You know, so Shut up. Here's Gazoo with the rebuttal. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, Jefe, I got your money tomorrow, man. $80? $80, my friend. It's, uh, yeah, definitely tomorrow. Do you, what, uh, tonight you, uh, rolling over on your grandmother? No, no, no. I hit a deer last night on my way home from the show. Serves you right for stealing from your grandma. <laughs> now, know, now only if we have 19999 more, it'll make up. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm pathetic. Later, bro. Uh, let's go to John. <laughs> Three, two, one. You just said hey, what's going on, guys? What do you got, John? Hey, what about? Uh, I doubt if it's uh, the top one, but uh, back when the Lone Ranger was around, just the Lone, or even like Zorro. Uh, Lone Ranger Zorro, not the top most influential person who never lived. Geek in the four hundred seven. What's up, geek? Hey, what's up? Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, you sound high, but that's a pretty good one when you think about it. Luke Skywalker was on the list. Was he? Number 85. Wow. What about Spuds McKenzie? <laughs> I'm serious. That's but he lived, though. Oh, did he? I don't know if the dog's actual name was Spuds, though. I don't think he was either. I think it was actually a girl dog, too. Yeah. Pinchy says Drow Hinojosa. That's real. That's me. <laughs> It Phil is. in the 386. Yes. What about Alex Jimenez? Him so, too. Guys? Hey, buddy. How about, yeah, I got two of them. How about Andy Griffith? Andy Griffith? Andy Griffith is, uh, he's an actual person, is he not? Yeah, but it was just a character, wasn't it, that he played? Yeah, I mean, it was a character, but isn't that his and real name? his real name. Yeah, it's actually his real name, Andy yeah, Griffith. Yeah, you got a point. That's all right, buddy. Thank you. Hey, hey um. I got one. What? A Mavericks championship. 
I saw you. I saw you. What are you talking about? That's for the grape. That's for the grape. Not funny. It's for the grape. What is that was this? my best friend. What is this, your fat man? Yeah. No! Oh! That's, uh, now I gotta read it by, ah, oh, please don't do that. <laughs> That's, uh, it's gonna... Don't mess with the Mavericks. It wasn't, it's my grape. Let's go to Denise in 352. What's up, Denise? Hi, uh, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Is Mickey Mouse the number one? Mickey Mouse did make the, uh, top 20, but he is not number one. Mickey was, uh, 18. All right, Brett says... Hey, how about Noah? Noah. Uh, the question is whether <laughs> Noah was real or not, to be honest. He was real. He was a real person. How do you know? Because the Bible tells me so. Hmm. Uh, Brett says, Jessica Rabbit, because I punched the clown to her so many times as a kid. You know what? I've run a few Jessica Rabbit badges, too. Ooh, this is a good one. Scott has. What? And I don't remember seeing this in the top 101. Tony Montana, Scarface. Mm -hmm. If you look around and the number of people that that character has influenced from rappers to gangsters, other movies. That is true. Tony Montana is a fantastic one that I think wasn't even here in the top 101. Still looking for a prize for number one if you can get it. MDS. What's up, MDS? What's going on, guys? Love the show, man. Thank hey, uh, what about Smokey the Bear? You know, only you can prevent forest fires. Uh, Smokey is actually, um... If you got to throw him up there, you got to throw McGruff the crime dog up there. I'd rather Drunky the Bear. Uh, he's influenced me to hurt myself in various ways. Have you seen Counterparts? Mm-hmm. I tried to reenact <laughs> the whole thing in my bathroom once. Nikki in the 386. What's up, Nikki? Um, I think because so many people have this habit, um, the Marlboro Man. That's a winner. Congratulations, oh, sweetie. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, the, Mar Go! the Marlboro Man, number one. Most influential. <sighs> hey, what's the Parliament Light uh, mascot? Because that's yours. J-Dubs. Yep, that's <laughs> J-Dubs is the mascot for Parliament Lights. I push them harder than anybody else, probably. I don't know why they're not paying you. They should. Although, I, you got to take I've turned a lot of children onto those. Get them while they're young. Hold on. Don't isolate and just cut off the to those. <laughs> get it. Get I it. Already doing Dude, it. <laughs> get it. You have to. Come on. Sorry. Uh, we have someone to uh, explain Andy Griffith. All right, go ahead. Leprechaun. Absolutely. My man. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, Andy Griffith, he played, uh, what's his real name was Andy he played Andy Taylor. Oh, he and played gonna, Andy Taylor, that's yes. That's right. It was an Andy Griffith show, but it's just like uh, Cosby. You're breaking up, man, but, uh, thank you. Yeah, I know, that's, uh, that's completely right. Uh, Metallica says, greatest character, the chick that had sex with chunks. <laughs> um... Dopey says, I bet you anything, even though the book sucked sucked hard, Big Brother will be in the top ten. Number two. Dopey, so yeah, there you go. Uh, also as well... How about Maddox? Maddox? Yeah. That online guy that everyone talks about, Maddox? Mm-hmm. I guess, maybe. No, the dude guy. That guy's real? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's, that's the whole thing. I thought it was real. 
Tony Montana is a great one. All right, people are throwing out Harry Potter, God, Jesus. Man, we got a bunch of... Harry Potter would be very influential Heretics. for the new uh, generation. Guinness says Godzilla, a.k.a. Hooch. <laughs> I'll come back and tell you what the top ten was next in the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. No, I have it, but I haven't watched it yet. Get it on DVD. Mm-hmm. We want it here from Real Radio. Thank lucky you. color nine. Yep. And uh, he's in it. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, such a fantastic movie. Others of note, number 11, Uncle Tom. <laughs> number, number 13, Jim Crow. Are you kidding me? No. Number 15, Lady Chatterley. Mm. Um, who are some other ones on here that same? 45, Venus and Cupid. Uncle Sam. Amos and Andy. 100, John Doe. <laughs> so... Uh, How did John Doe influence anyone to do anything? I don't know. It's just the name's just been out there. I want to be no one like John Doe. I want to be anonymous. Right. Or I work here on the weekends. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Duh. Uh, oh, they, Mickey Mouse is number 18. I want to praise Disney for a second. Why is that? Um, They've decided that they are no longer going to back uh, junk food. Yeah, they uh they're really pulling their uh their their characters and their name away from a lot of the uh really sugary junk foods. Incredibles, Pop Tarts out, Nemo Water, Disney Garden Apples in. They're going to really try very hard because they see the problem with childhood obesity and they're like, "You know what? We're going to hop off this and we're going to uh make it a little bit more accessible." I hate, man, cuz I was I was on my way back from basketball today mm-hmm. and I wanted to get something healthy. And there's so few options when it comes to fast food of anything that tastes good, that's fast, that's semi-healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, without a doubt. I mean, I I don't even go to any fast food restaurants or anymore, anything anymore because I almost went last night because I was so starving. Right. But there was just nothing that I would feel comfortable eating. Let me ask you: when you are when you were a kid, mm-hmm. what would influence you as far as food goes? Um. Like, uh, with cereal, it was always the toy. The toy was what sold me. You remember getting the toy, or getting the cereal, opening up the box, and immediately sticking your grubby hands yeah, all the way down my at the bottom. dirty arm. All the way down to the bottom. What I eventually figured out was opening the box, taking out the bag, looking to see where the toy was, shifting everything around after my mom yelled at me so many times, then opening up the bag and grabbing out the toy. But for some reason, I always got the, uh, the cereals that... The bag was glued to the bottom of the box. Mm. That always pissed me off. All right, so taste never really entered into it, or did? I kinda, but I would I would give up a little taste for a good toy. You remember in Super Size Me, the mm-hmm. documentary, where uh, Morgan Spurlock is sitting there and he's going over through actually influential people that have never lived, and he's just showing stuff. You know what I mean? Like different people. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kids didn't know uh, certain things. Uh, especially with, like presidents, you know, obviously yeah. who did live. Jesus, you know, they, they recognized a lot of presidents they didn't recognize. And then they get to Wendy's, <laughs> you know, Wendy. Oh, that's mm-hmm. Wendy. Oh, that's Ronald McDonald. You know what I mean? So, did do you think advertising when you were a kid ever really hit you? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, uh, I would much rather have gone to a McDonald's and they, they have their uh, their little play area and like uh, have like the little Ronald McDonald toys and all that kind of stuff than a regular restaurant or even, you know, a Hardee's where they didn't have a standout um, person 
like uh, Ronald McDonald. Man, I remember when I was a kid, too, going to McDonald's and those Happy Meals and always having to get in the new toy. Mm-hmm. Well, every week. I, w- I knew every Saturday they started the new toy. So uh, I went one week and got the toy. I'd have to wait till Saturday, go again, and get the next toy. You know what's funny, too, even about those toys? You played with them <laughs> for about 12 hours. Yeah. And then that they was broke. it. They, they, well, not even break. You just, you know, you lost interest in, in them at that point. Yeah. I mean, they weren't spectacular toys. They were good for, you know, while you're eating that meal. But after that, they I, they end up in the cracks of the uh, the uh, car. Now, you know, absolutely. Boggs Van Gacy brings up an interesting one. Ghostbuster cereal. Did you ever go buy any sort of food just because it was tied in to a... Uh, Nintendo cereal. I didn't know there was a Nintendo cereal. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. There was one with uh, with uh, Mario on the cover. There was one with Zelda on yeah. the cover. Or Link, whatever. Ah. Um, there was another one, too. I can't remember who the other one was. Mm. There was Mario, uh, Zelda, and another one. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. It's Star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. I, I remember the ad. It went, Nintendo, it's a cereal now. Yeah. Nintendo, it's a cereal. Wow. <laughs> I do not remember that. Don in the 904. What's up, Don? Hey, guys. Hey, you're hitting it on the head there, man. The toys are what does it at McDonald's. From 97 to 2000, 80% of their profits for their stock came from Happy Meals. And remember, like, it seemed like every time you turn around, people were lining up the stupid toys for like a buck. They had to sell them separate from the meals. I forgot that they actually started selling them at that yeah. point. And it's so important for you. Like, I know a movie, it was so important for them to get tied into a major franchise. Do you remember for a while they wouldn't sell... Um, uh, Happy Meals to adults. Like, uh, for some reason, like if you you had to have a kid there with you. I do remember. Well, you can you can get that now, yeah, right? Yeah. Which but... which is ironic because whenever you're going to a fast food place, an adult should be eating the amount of food that's in a Happy Meal. Yeah, mm-hmm. that should be the actual portion size that you're eating. Brian in the eight sixty three. Hey, I remember watching ET as a kid. And uh, Reese's Pieces. Yep. That's how they got started. Yep, but Reese's Pieces, uh, that's what really blasted that whole thing off. Was the product e. placement? Yeah, and that was really the first big product placement out there. I forgot about that. Uh, all right, Tommy says, I'd rip the heart of an orphan out for some fries right now. You know what? I'm with you. Bring two orphans up here, we'll rip the heart out, and then we'll have some fries. Maybe we can fry that Dip up it in too. the blood? Yeah. Well, you, what do you mean you can't eat that stuff? I've been eating better the past few months. Well, with the hoodie? Let's cheat today and get some fries. I, Tuesday was my cheat day. I gotta tell you. Fries sound delicious. I may just swing by a Burger King tonight on the way home. I know. All this talk got me going to Wendy's. My <laughs> mouth is actually salivating right now. I know, me too. But when is it not? If, if there my any, stupid voice, but whatever. If there are any good heretics out there who want to uh, swing by, Guinness, I know where you live. There's an easy uh, Burger King on the way to the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shallow says back in the uh, 80s there was Pac-Man and Donkey Kong cereals. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but I had the Donkey Kong cereal. Donkey Kong was kind of like... Uh, um, they had like the barrels, like in Donkey Kong, but they were kind of like uh, Captain Crunch. Right. Uh four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one and Star one zero four one on your singular wireless phones. The great part was the like the just the generic characters for the cereal that weren't even like you know pushed by you know a movie or whatever like. Uh, 
Tricks, the rabbit. I loved those commercials. I loved whenever the new Tricks one would come out or the, uh, you know, I always wanted them to catch that damn cookie crisp guy. You know, you brought up earlier the um, the product placement in E.T. Yeah. Which movie is the worst product placement, uh, like, movie offender ever? You know what I mean? Like, one of the big ones like, I've seen the commercials for lately was that damn Castaway. Castaway, I was going to say that as the worst with FedEx. The best one was, uh, I think... FedEx, Wilson, yeah. you know? I mean, uh, there were a few of them out there. The best one was uh, Wayne's World, when he was like, I have a headache. Does anybody have anything for it? And Little, they... yellow, different. Yeah. But I, that, that was just goofing on the product I placement. Was, I was like, I'd use that now, though. What, they had also Doritos or something in yep, there? Yep, and they had Pepsi, case of new generation. All right, Chunks has found us the Nintendo cereal commercial. Hideout download. Hideout download. that cereal and there's nothing nutritious about little uh, cornstarch and sugar. I'm so excited for it. I want it. I want it now. It's a hideout Row radio 104.1. My children are out of context. I think. Back in the hideout Row radio 104.1. I just found the best website. What is it? It's, it gives you the products that are placed in the movies for the week. Oh, nice. All right, it's a um, What do you think the leading brand appearance uh, is for this year? I'm going to go with the old classic Pepsi. Pepsi has appeared in eight films. Inside Man, Invincible, Miami Vice, Medea's Family Reunion, Snakes on a Plane, Talladega tele- uh, Nights. Yeah, Talladega Nights. The Breakup, V for Vendetta. But no, it was not the top one. It had eight top films that it's appeared in. Wow. This is a, this is a very cool website. We were also talking about the movie with the worst of all time. Yeah, uh, oh, well, product placement. Well, I've got that too. Like what some of the bigger offenders are as well. Let's go to KGB in the three, two, one. What's up? Hey, I was gonna say Demolition Man. Did any y'all see that? Yeah, and uh, I learned there that Taco Bell is the food of the future. I give that man a prize. That's a good one. That's a good pull with Demolition Man, my friend. Hold on. Very good job, and I forgot that uh, it was riddled with it. Yeah, without a doubt. It was almost to the point where it was kind of campy, you know? Mm-hmm. Not quite like uh, Wayne's World was. Well, I mean, and uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Yes. And all the Target stuff. That's a really good movie. I really like uh, Rachel Lee Cook. Let's go to Boggs Wayne Gacy. Hey, guys. Uh... Okay, in 1989, Fred Savage made a movie with the lead singer Rilo Kiley, where it was basically they, they, his little brother was a Nintendo whiz, and they went to a Nintendo uh, the like wizard. tournament. The Wizard, yes. Yeah, The Wizard. That was the most god-awful advertising I've ever seen. Here, Just the worst product placement. Here's why I don't agree with you there. 
when I'm when I'm watching a movie like that, I would rather have them have like Nintendo out there and everything, and them playing actual games and everything to make it more authentic instead of kind of creating a fake uh, gaming thing and everything and all that going on there. I'd rather have some authentic, you know, stuff going on. But they did use that movie to push out Mario Three. What a new game! This ain't fair. Uh, oh, I, I did not know. Uh... I remember liking the redhead from that movie for some strange reason. The chick? Yeah, she's also on an episode of Just the Ten of Us. Really? She played Jr.'s girlfriend. She was trying to sell him um, Girl Scout cookies, and he smashed them by accident. <laughs> I hate you. Diane in 386. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up? Uh, I guess we're talking about the uh, product placement in uh, movies, and I just wanted to remind you guys about the uh, movie Days of Thunder. Yeah. They, there was product placement on all of the race cars, mm-hmm. on, you know, walking past the Pepsi machine, tearing up Goodyear tires. <laughs> it was just massive. You know, it's funny when you talk about that, too, and even Talladega Nights, where it's around NASCAR, which is nothing but product placement. So, yeah, it's a very good. that's a very good one on that. All right, Metallica says, dude, what about Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? Yeah, and I'm I'm shocked that White Castle jumped on that like they did. But, I mean, it's smart of them. They know who their audience is. Actually, I thought that they had really nothing to do with it other than name. Well, they didn't really. But, I mean, you have to lend out naming rights, and they use the actual, uh, on the posters and the cover, the actual logo for White Castle. And when I got, I went out and bought the DVD for Harold and Kumar, and there was White Castle coupons in it. Yeah, and the whole thing is, I didn't know, get that. It's all about you have to go, you know, a whole night trying to get to White Castle mm-hmm. after getting high. Let's go to Guinness. Which is so true. Hey, I wanted to say I thought the worst one was in iRobot with Converse shoes. I I do remember that. Uh, iRobot was also a big offender. That, I remember commercials for iRobot and something else. I thought it was Pepsi. I, I, I think it was Pepsi. There was but, a car manufacturer in there, too, like in uh, Minority Report. Lexus got a bunch of money off uh, of Minority that. Report was a whole thing with the gap and everything. When the person walked into the gap and right from their eyes, they could tell what their last thing was that's that they a, bought there. That's what yeah. K-Mike says. Coke, Lexus, Gap, Nokia, a whole bunch of others. All right. Thank you. All right. Top of all time. Mm-hmm. Product placement. Or at least this is since they've been keeping track since 2001. Okay. You want to take another guess? Because you guessed Pepsi earlier. <sighs> Let me know, see. I don't, Levi. I don't know why this fascinates me so much. I'm going to put Levi in there. Because for some reason, you always see uh, people walking away from the camera, and you can see the label on the back of their jeans. Well, if they were walking forward uh, in their orange bows, you could see it there in the crotch. Or you can, if there's a button you fly, you know what it is. It's a Levi. It's funny. The New York Yankees are on here. With 11, yeah. Anger Management, Bridget, jo- uh, Bridget Jones' Diary, Bruce Almighty, National Treasure, War of the Worlds. Terrific movie. Danny in the 407. What's up, Danny? Danny, go. Yo, um, I was thinking uh, Back to the Future too. They had, like, Jazz 19. And uh, in the third one, I think, like, UPS delivered him some... <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, yeah. Some, cheesy as hell. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, right I'm going to take a break and come back, Dubs, and give you uh, what the all-time one is. All right. You th- let, me, let me ask you this. I'll give you three options. Do you think it's from a drink, 
a technology or a car? I'm going to say drink. Find out next. It's a hideout road radio. Okay, 104.1. I know what it is. Back in the hideout, wrapping up hour two on a Thursday night. Uh, for some reason, we got onto uh, product placement. Yeah, in movies. All I know is I've been uh, losing weight thanks to H57Hoodia. H57.com. Lose weight now for free. I'm going to go home on my couch uh, from the wholesale furniture market. Yes. Riding my car from Thurston's Permanent Auto Center. That's Thurston's right. Thurston's Auto Claremont. Feel a bump in your credit. You know what's funny, though? Uh, the, have that later tonight. About movies and uh, television is that you can the product placement is so much easier. Mm-hmm. With oh, radio, yeah, hold it. you know, it's just it's so obvious. Simmons says AOL for broadband. Oh, that was a huge one that you and I <laughs> have to do all the time. <laughs> all right, Dubs. Top one, I believe, maybe on line three. Let's go to Canada in the three, two, one. I think it's Ford. You are a winner, and hold on, my friend. Although we weren't really giving out a prize, but... I'll give him a prize. Enjoy that. 80 top films. Really? I had another guest during the commercial break, and you wouldn't tell me if it was right or not. Starbucks. Starbucks. Top films, I guess, since 2000 or 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10. Really? I feel like I see Starbucks all over the place. Maybe it's just me on the street. Coca-Cola, second, with 63. Apple, 50. That makes sense. Now, I thought Apple would be a lot more, because now you see everyone with an iPod. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially you see them with the the notebooks. That might shoot up a lot more in the next couple of years uh, in the movies and everything. Um. Let's go to uh, Movie Mike. Movie Mike in the 321. What's going on? I've got the best and worst product placement. All right. Uh, worst, 28 Days Later, just because it took away from the entire movie. It was like Pepsi everywhere. Yeah, there was Pepsi all over the place. Uh, that's where he's, anytime that you open a fridge, there's a bunch of Pepsi in there. There was uh, old Pepsi cans. That's so funny because I don't even remember it. And I'm looking at product placement right now for Pepsi. It says uh, top films appeared in 45. 28 days later, nowhere even to be found on this one. So the, the cool thing about this website, it's brandchannel.com. They say if you miss something, you know, send 28 days later, and then that way they can add that to that list, which is pretty cool. Now, Movie Mike, what was the best? The best has to be Blues Brothers, where they're going through the mall, because everything gets just destroyed. <laughs> um, all right, I hear you. Thank you, brother. Let's go to uh, Pat Goss. I would guess BG44K or Cheaters at Cocoa Beach. All right, thank you. You want a bottle BG44K? Cheaters at Cocoa Beach. That's what that guy was trying to do. Yeah. Ass. BG44K. You know he's not on WJFK anymore? I see That's that. sad. That's an end of an era. So right? I won't be able to hear him do the Homer woohoo when anybody says thank you. Yeah, you can. Just on another station. Um, no, I will not. I will. Still loyal, huh? I guess The Departed has the most this go-round. 
as far as product placement goes. It's funny that they have sports teams uh, as product placement. Without a doubt. I mean, when you sell your uh, logo, I mean, that that is a brand, you know? Do you find that you have trouble watching a sports uh, movie that it's not the actual teams? You know what I mean? Um, at times, yeah. I won't watch, like... Uh, Any given Sunday? Any given Sunday is a rough watch for me. Uh, I like that show... Uh, what was it? Uh, Playmakers? <laughs> I forgot about Playmakers. But they didn't have real teams in there. If they had real teams, that would have been terrific. And remember how the NFL essentially shut down that show? Yeah, they said, uh, ESPN, if you don't get rid of Playmakers, we're going to pull uh, the uh, the uh, ESPN games off. All right, hold on a second. I'm going to need help with this. There was a, there was a baseball kind of sitcom very similar to a Playmakers, but it was a lot funnier. And it was on HBO when we were growing up as kids. And I remember watching it and loving it. Well, there's Arliss, which was uh, I remember the greatest watch- show ever. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> watching it and loving it because there were always boobs. No, it wasn't baseball. It was football. First and ten. Oh. Do you remember First and Ten I on HBO? Watched, I never watched First and Ten. It was great for the plain and simple fact that there were always boobies. Like, every episode, it was sports and boobs. This was the 80s. Yeah, and uh, Playmakers, the only thing you got to see was man-ass. You know they were doing the uh, the uh, urine tests. Another thing you dig. <laughs> Let's go to Anti-Matt. Yeah, my, I, I need to go for the joke. Yeah. Anti-Matt in the 407. Yeah, I got product placement that messed me up when I was a kid. When I saw the Karate Kid, I spent maybe a year, my little chubby ass, looking for a Cobra Kai dojo and never found it. Because <laughs> they weren't trying to do product placement, Anti-Matt. God damn it, I knew something was up. <laughs> Thank you, Anti-Matt. I love that kid. <laughs> First and ten. Who was the star in that? I want to say Ogre was in it. Probably. From uh, Revenge of the Nerds. I want to look that up. That's something they should bring back. They should have more sports shows on television. That's the problem, though. Like, the uh, major, like... Uh... It's too much big money. Like, yeah, if you piss off, like, the NFL or the MLB or NBA, you, uh, you know, you're going to blackball them from your, your uh, TV station for life. Have there been any sort of um, baseball shows similar to a First and Ten or similar to a Playmakers? There are more baseball movies than, I guess, shows, and there's essentially been nothing about the NBA. Um, I can't. Oh, here's First and Ten. Yeah, 1984. Right. I remember it. Just remember watching those boobs. That's all I really remember about it. Hey, by the way, uh, speaking of the uh, Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. we're going to have a little party down at the Matador. Saturday, October 28th, 10 o'clock. I've got my gi. My girlfriend found me a black gi and a red belt, and it's uh, Enter the Matador. It's basically mm-hmm. a karate-themed um, party down at the Matador. It's going to be a lot of fun. The head guy in uh, First and Ten is the guy from Law & Order SVU, and he was in Oz as well. Who? Uh, Christopher Maloney. Oh. Send me that link. I'm going to look over during the commercial break All who right. else was in First and Ten. Because that was a really, really good show. Dude, uh, real fast, I got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, by the way, I get this O.J. From... Simpson was in a couple episodes? Yeah, I got this from our buddy uh, on the third floor now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce Stone, he goes, hey, by the way, don't forget, when it comes to product placement, 
Uh, when you get home, don't forget to enjoy that frosty cold Miller Lite. Yes, Miller Lite. Always a good call. And sponsored, by the way, just so happens, of the Hideout Final Score Square Challenge. That's odd. Just a coincidence. Yeah. So I'm watching, I'm watching Skinamax yesterday morning. Mm-hmm. Yesterday morning at like 7 o'clock in the morning, and there was a skin flick. Have you seen these lately? No. They are so hardcore now. A lot of times what they do is they actually have real porn stars in them, and they shoot two versions. Yeah, I could see it because... the Actually, three now. What do you mean, three? There's one for... Like Playboy? Soft, well, there's one for Softcore, and then there's one for like the Spice Network where you don't see... Actual anything happening, but you know what's going on. But, like, you see everything, but you see You see torso up, basically. No, no, no. You see everything, but things disappearing exactly and then well, you actually see parts yeah mm-hmm. but you don't okay. see the acts of things okay. being hidden and then there's just the <laughs> whole you know going straight for everything all right because i'm watching this and i almost recorded it but then i didn't why didn't want my girlfriend to come on and be like what's this movie and then for her to see but it is like all their homework yeah it is everything, man. Mm-hmm. It is uh, essentially, you don't see naughty bits, although there's a lot more frontal now than when we were kids growing up. Yeah. There was very little frontal. Like, that's when you knew it was going to be a good film, just so, you could, just so you could stick around and see hair, you know? Did you uh, did you ever look for the RP rating? <laughs> you know, there's the N for nudity, RP for rape. What? Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, they had that one on there. What? Yeah, if you look up in the ratings. There's different things, like different warnings they have to put on there. If there's a rape scene, they have to put I don't RP remember. on there. Usually I would look for down. strong sexual content, but mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a rape one. Mm-hmm. All right, I wanna, we got a break now. Damn. All right, when we get back, I want to tell you a story. And I don't know if I've told you guys before, but this is how awful I was as a child. And when I say a child, I was sixth grade. And what I would do every week when it came to these skin flicks. It's the, uh, I hesitate, but whatever. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Back in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1, kicking off Hour 3. Don't forget, tomorrow we broadcast live from Halloween Horror Nights. To be a blast. Um, guess my chick and all the other uh, people in her little area listening right now. Oh, wonderful. So hello to all of you guys as you guys are going to go out in the little scream zone, scare zone over by uh, Shrek. Uh, tomorrow, J-Dubs is birthday. By the way, if you do not have tickets for Halloween Horror Nights, you weren't able to win them when we were giving them away. I told the story earlier about how my mom said she's coming down, so I bought tickets for her. Then she tells me she's not going or not coming. Mm-hmm. So I will have two tickets for Halloween Horror Nights tomorrow that we will give out at our hideout happy hour at the Matador on Pine Street between Magnolia and Orange. Come on out. If you get there early between 5 and 6, you will have your chance to win. Details on the hideout happy hour and more on uh, realradio.fm and the hideout page. We were talking about skin flicks. Yeah, Skinamax. And just how much dirtier they've gotten. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching one the other morning. So I was thinking to myself, too. Good old Joe Bob Briggs. Forgot about Joe Bob. So, the other morning, uh, you know, I told you I was watching. There's so much hardcore now. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to do this when I was a kid. When I was a kid, growing up, about sixth grade, 
sixth through almost eighth grade, my favorite thing to do, my favorite day, was Sunday. Mm-hmm. Can you guess why? <sighs> Parents were at church. No, please. no, it's when most of the movies were on. No, 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 no. Sundays, Sunday paper, and in the Sunday <laughs> paper, the came underwear ads. No, the TV guide. So what I would do is steal the TV guide. My dad always wondered, what the hell happened to the TV guide? Where'd it go? I would steal it, run into the bathroom with a highlighter and a marker, and would go through all of the possible Friday and Saturday night, late night movies. All of the Emmanuel movies, the Lady Chatterley movies, all those movies I would go through, and if it even had like a specific name, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, that looks good. So then I would flip to the back, and I would look for that in for nudity. And if it had that in for nudity, I would go back to the actual listing for that day, circle it, highlight it, and made it part of my schedule for that week. You are not a dirtbag, my friend, because I did basically the same thing. What I had as a kid, I had that big satellite dish. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucky. Mm-hmm. And I had, uh, we got the month uh, TV guide. Like, you uh, subscribe to a TV guide, it covered the whole month. So, in the back, it had every movie that was going to be playing that month and what times it will be playing on what day. So, I would go there and I would uh, just flip through and uh, they had, like, the uh, the N, the V, the, uh, you know, just uh, frontal nudity, uh, graphic nudity, everything written down there. I didn't even uh, mess with just the N. I went for the GN, you know, graphic nudity, and uh, I would schedule the whole month of batch movies. It's good to know that I'm not alone. <laughs> we had every movie channel, too, imaginable. See, that's why you're so lucky, because I had cable, and so we w- we had HBO, Cinemax, and Showtime were the best. Did you have any friends or anything that had that big satellite dish? Yes. That was the best, because I would get I would get networks that you wouldn't even know about. I would I had, like, uh, it wasn't Al Jazeera, but it was something similar, an uh, Arabic TV network, and I would just sit there watching it high. All right, let me tell you this. Giggling. So, so one time... At all their destruction they're doing to themselves. At one time, I had a fantastic triple feature planned. Mm-hmm. I, because usually they came on real late. But at this time, it was going to get started around 10. Then there was going to be another one at midnight. Then there was going to be another one at 2. Mm-hmm. I purposely got home from school that night, went to sleep early so that I could stay up later. Okay. My dad decides to bring over one of his buddies, and they are drinking mm-hmm. in the living room where the cable is, and they're drinking and drinking and drinking, and they keep watching VH1. And this one, this one specific video kept coming on for Janet Jackson at the time. It was in black and white, and my, that that's for the first time I ever heard my dad ever make some sort of like a sexual reference. He's like, man, I may have to be right back so I can choke the chicken. <laughs> and he said it to his buddy. Your dad's so corny. Yeah. Choke the chicken. Yeah, he said it to his Ugh. buddy like I didn't know, you know, what it meant. Yet the whole time I'm just thinking to myself, leave so I can do that. <laughs> if, I, if you don't leave, I'm going to have to do it in front of you. That's going to get uncomfortable. And he kept wondering why I was up the whole night. Like just hang. He thought it was like some sort of cool bonding time between mm-hmm. him and his son and... His drunk buddy. 
But it wasn't, because I kept looking at my watch, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm missing the best one right now. And I ended up missing all three. Oh. Because the guy ended up staying the night because he was too drunk to go home. So he crashed on the couch. Yes. The couch where your pleasure was planned. Where it would have been like Dexter, where I, you haven't seen the show, but he lays out all the plastic sheeting <laughs> to cover the blood. That's what I was going to do for my uh, myself <laughs> and my DNA. Lewis in the 407. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, bro? Hey, buddy. All right. Uh, when I was a kid, all we had was basic cable, so I used to love to watch the uh, scramble version of the uh, Cinemax. Yep. And uh, I used to love to punch the punch the clown man while watching this. <laughs> but then that was the best part about that too. And you would, you wouldn't really get a full look at the chick, but you would get like these almost silhouettes, and you'd be able to make out some body parts. Remember but that, it didn't matter. Remember at that time how important a nipple was to you? Oh, yeah. Now you couldn't care less about it. They actually kind of annoy me. I wish my chick didn't have a nipple. I wish they were just smooth. You're very odd. Just like, like a, a mannequin. Like a Barbie? <laughs> so, so anyway... That brings up another awful story from my childhood. What I used to use a lot for batch material, mm-hmm. Mullet Joe used to get uh, these. Uh, no, that was no, your I didn't stepdad. use him. He used to get these Adam and Eve catalogs. You know what Adam and Eve is, don't you? No. It's like uh, a service, like a uh, like a catalog where you can order porn and different sexual toys through. Okay. And uh, like they would have the covers to like the porno movies in the catalog. But they had that that big black dot over like uh, ah yeah, where, yeah yeah so like you didn't get to see anything going on really but it didn't matter because I knew what was going on. No, what you had to do with that you you take an eraser to the catalog and you erase the dot and then color it in pink. <laughs> Same thing. Shut up. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, I hope you're kidding. It's <laughs> uh. a great idea. Where were you when I was a kid? L. Ross in the four hundred seven. Hey, uh, Hefe, why did you need a TV guide to schedule your uh, batch movies? Wasn't wasn't DuckTales on at the same time uh, every day? You're an ass. Uh, <sighs> All right, for those of you that don't know that story, and just getting to know the hideout. The hurricane here in Duck World. Hey, put your pants back on, freak. <laughs> the first time I ever punched the clown, Duck Deta- DuckTales was on. I wasn't looking at it. Mmm, DuckTales. DuckTales, woo! The second time, <laughs> Good Morning Vietnam. What the hell? Woo. I was I was bored at home, just exploring. Woo! Good Morning Vietnam. Yeah. <gasps> oh, smell of napalm in the morning. Ah. That wasn't in Good Morning Vietnam, was yeah, it? Yeah, it was. No. Uh, no. I suck. Yeah, you do. Radio Jihad. Apocalypse now. I believe so. Not even cl- well. I mean, guess kind of close, but no, not really. Ducktales, woo! No, I'm not getting excited for all those of you on the IM. I am. I love that show. All right. There's a stranger to find you. <laughs> this brings back so many memories. Yeah. Tell me about it. Is that Donald or Hefe? Hey. There's a drip drop sound to it. Stop. Dude, I thought I'd broken myself. I, I immediately hopped in the shower. I was so worried. 
This is the uh, two minute forty six second version. All right, dude. Are you kidding me? There's a two minute forty six second version? No, because the Disney Afternoon came out with their soundtrack CD and it had ah. all these themes on there. I had that CD. Behind you, it's a stranger out to find you. All right. If a uh, found something out about himself and then had growing pains later. Okay, there's no need. Hefe, you're grounded. <laughs> you and your ducktail touching. Hefe thought he was Inspector Gadget for a second. <laughs> So, Remember that stupid joke he used to tell in middle school? What do you do when you see a woman, Inspector Gadget? No. I never said Shut that. Up. Wow. Stop I, Jihad. I was never that hack. You're 0 for 2 today in this segment. <laughs> and I did actually, by the way, get busted watching scrambled porn over at my mom's place. Oh. Hey, here's the thing. So my mom would have these friends, these army friends who lived in Germany, but they come over here for the summer. And so they'd stay in the other bedroom. Well, uh, one of the guys. I guess he, I didn't know he had caught me. Like, I was sitting there and I was watching it. It is this weird thing that I used to do, because I, I, I swear to you, I punched the clown those two times, but then, like I said, I would watch these movies and not do anything. Mm-hmm. And I would watch the scramble porn, and I wouldn't do anything, almost like to torment myself in this weird Da Vinci Code kind of way. And get myself lashings or something with a whip. So, I, I'm watching it. You know, I'm going back and forth between it and Sports Center. Just you know, if anybody happens to come out, you always gotta have the next. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done that before? Where if you're watching something dirty on the neck on the last channel, it's always something respectable, just yeah. in case somebody walks in. Yeah, exactly. So, the next morning, we're all sitting down for breakfast, and Jim, who was the army guy in town, hanging out. Was like, oh yeah. By the way, uh, Dro, did you enjoy the scrambled porn? And my mom's like, what? And starts freaking out and tells me I can't have the TV on uh, when I stay over there late at night anymore. Mind you, I'm 16 years old. Yeah. But she's so afraid of me. And the irony of it is that I didn't even touch myself during it. Oh. Oh, and I've told you. What? The- when you were running a batch as a kid at your place, I, I remember loving it when my mom had to go like to the store or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would uh, I, I would watch her pull out of the uh, uh-huh. of the uh, driveway, you know. Mm-hmm. And I had a I had a seat on the couch that gave me a direct line of sight to the TV and the driveway. <laughs> oh God! Just so like I knew when someone was pulling up, and every once in a while. Someone would be pulling up while I'm, you know, pulling. So I would be running around like a madman, you know, trying to clean myself up, uh, eject the tape, put it back to the zero mark oh, so ass. I can put it back in the uh, parents' room. All right. <laughs> God, you're bringing up so many. <laughs> oh, hold on. How can you be uh, in that booth, El Jefe, when you're on the phone? El Jefe. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so here's another story. It's all right, I'll ready at 104.1. I also found my dad's porno stash at one point. And I hesitate saying this now because I know little brothers listen to the podcasts. So this segment doesn't go up. Uh, <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah, I know. 
have to beg for certain things. I know this one will go right up. Yep. So, anyway. It's already up there somehow. I would find the movies. Mm-hmm. You always had to hit reset on the counter yep. for the VCR. Then you pop it in. And, again, I wouldn't do anything. I would just sit there and watch it. <laughs> Torturing yourself. I don't know why. Like, I almost, I want to sit down with a counselor at some point mm-hmm. and ask why I would do that. Did you ever accidentally hit the counter again later on? Yes. And then you had to oh, do that it was by memory. Worst. I have another story about that, too. One time I, was I, was, dirt ball. I was rewinding and the VCR wasn't showing up like what what minute I was on. So I was like, oh no. So I just had to go through the tape manually and do it. It was awful. So I go, I, but I would always do that thing. I wasn't doing anything. But every two seconds I'm hopping up and looking through the blinds mm-hmm. to make sure no one's coming home. Like You couldn't even enjoy the movie because every two seconds. Oh, I found a way. I enjoyed every second. Huh. But I, like you know, my my head was on a swivel the whole time though. Right. You know, there's no way of relaxing. But I had fun. Oh, and I've told the story too on the air before about I'm over at my cousin's place, and my favorite cousins I grew up with, JoJo and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Since this is already gonna be out there, and my one uncle had just loads of porn. I mean, a ton of it in like brown paper bags, 80s porn. <laughs> And they had a big screen TV, mm-hmm. like the old time big screen TV where it was the reflection of the three different colors that, yeah. you know, shot it up and stuff. And the Betamax broke and we had to hurry up and take apart the VCR and put it back together before anyone mm-hmm. got home. And just thinking to ourselves, oh my God, if we get caught, do you know how awful it's going to be? Do you know in how the, much trouble we're going to get in? In reality, you wouldn't be in that much trouble. Yeah, but you don't know that. No, not because when you're, you're at it. You think you're doing, like, you know, the equivalent of uh, getting caught by a cop shooting up heroin. Right. You know, it, it is that bad. You are that scared. You're Rambus in you the 31. Go ahead, Rambus. Rambus. You there? What's up, guys? Hey, what go ahead, buddy. Hey, checking in from Tennessee, man. I told you guys I would. What's up? Hey, what do you got, boy? Man, I just got a little story I was going to tell you all. Just kind of as a, I don't know, it's just a random story, man. But uh, we were in the uh, gym locker room, and uh, all the dudes were taking a shower one night. And you know how you pop, you'll get the towel and pop somebody uh, with the towel? Well, these dudes started rolling the towel up like, and it made a real, like, sharp edge yeah. on the end when you would pop it up. Well, dudes in the shower tells them to turn around, pops them in the... In the... Uh, in the butt cheek. Uh, the brains. Oh, no, God. In the brain. <laughs> and it split open. Oh, and oh, one of his, uh, one oh, of his, oh boys, no, one of one of his brains like fell <laughs> oh, the before Jesus. it hit the floor. Before it hit the floor, he caught it by the tooth. Oh, <laughs> all right, you're awful. Thank you. That brings back the worst memory. I have a similar story. We'll tell it next. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Literally, could have used a tampon. Uh, tomorrow we broadcast live from Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, thank you to Guinness, who just came up, brought us up some food. Uh, he also, too, is in charge of the Hideout MySpace, the myspace.com slash hideoutradio, and the new blog. All you can do is click 
and it will subscribe you, if you already have iTunes, to the Hideout General Mixtape. And that is fantastic. And maybe a uh, big announcement coming up soon for the weekend in the Hideout. Yeah, hopefully. So uh, we'll get more of that later on. Chunks, you ready for your Fat Man Diary? Yeah, sure. It's all pieced back together for how the to, most part. How do you get torn? Huh? How do you get torn? I don't know. I, I was know. sitting in here innocently. You said a crass comment about the Mavericks. I said no such thing. You wrote it. No. For him to say. Insulted my grape. All right, give a little tease as to what the fat man's about, because we have to break. Okay, let's see a nice little tease here. You usually have it tie into something. Halloween, what's, uh, what's the theme for this fat man? Well, uh, this one has to deal with a birthday and a birthday cake. All right, this chunk ate it. Fat Man Diary is an actual birthday, you know. Is an actual story from Chunks's life before we moved down to Florida. There was this cool dame and I ate all of her cake. The end. Nice. All right, perfect. We don't have to do it. It's a Hideout Row Radio what a four point one. Back in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Getting a lot of RSVPs for Halloween Horror Nights tomorrow, Dubs. And everybody coming out for your birthday. Junior Heretics. Yeah. Uh, Which one? We have, uh, I know, uh, Darkstained Sword is coming out. Oh, no. You better watch out, Hefe. Why? I get death threats from him for you. I know. But, uh, whatever, I'll punch that little kid in his throat. <laughs> oh, no, they're going to never end. Yeah, Guinness, Guinness, you going to be out there tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to be out there. And I also heard that Talon needs a ride. All right, so oh, you can course. get him. Uh, reach perfect. chunks. Uh, all right, uh, by the way, if you do not have tickets yet, uh, we will have, I have two extra tickets that I bought from my family that turns up they're not using. Mm-hmm. Got that and an extra parking pass. So uh, you can win that tomorrow at the Matador for the Hideout Happy Hour between 5 and 6 o'clock. 5 and 6 o'clock tomorrow, Matador, Pine Street, between Magnolia and uh, Orange. And we'll go down there, we'll have a drink or two, and we'll head down to uh, Universal, do the show for about three hours, and then uh, go have some more drinks or seven. So anyway. I want to thank everybody who uh, gave me a happy birthday on my MySpace. There's been a lot of those. Uh, yeah, that's not going to be me. Why not? I don't have that kind of time. And your page annoys me. Let's do the Chunks Fat Man Diary. Now, as a public service, the hideout presents a roadmap to dysfunction with Chunks and the Fat Man Diaries. As I said before, J-Dub's birthday is coming up. This one isn't about J-Dub's birthday, but it is a uh, birthday story. How crazy it can get sometimes. I'm sure there will be a Fat Man coming out of tomorrow. Yeah, probably. But either way, March 3rd, 2002. Dubs has already stopped paying attention. <laughs> uh, I was running I was running out of ways to impress Carrie. <laughs> uh, let him give, a, give him a chance. Huh? People actually like these things for some reason. Someone wants to make them into an animated series. Yeah. Damn right. So I want live action. Am I gonna be pressing this button the whole time during the series too? (laughs) 
I was right. running out of ways to impress Carrie. First, she seemed quite interested in me. We met at Ruby's. And always seemed to be flirtatious. See, you have to forgive me because this fat man diary got ripped into four pieces. It'll be a little bit more difficult to read. She always seemed a little flirtatious. Much like two hummingbirds in a field of dandelions. Except this you. hummingbird wanted to put some pollen on her. Uh. I would get her trinkets daily as a sign of affection. One day some big lead chew, another perhaps a Chinese finger trap. Such a dumbass. <laughs> what? I do love those Chinese finger traps. I'm right. You should try airplane peanuts. Now, isn't that your dad's nickname for you? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? <laughs> finger trap. Has Matt moved on from my sister to my dad jokes? <laughs> no, nah, just dubs, I think. I get her trinkets daily as a sign of affection. One day some big league chew, another perhaps Chinese finger trap. I thought I was making headway with her until I overheard her talking about me to another server. He's a nice guy, but he has kind of an ugly face. <laughs> he's not really in the best shape. He also goes around making fart noises like he's five. <laughs> he doesn't really drive well. Sometimes he kind of stinks. His Sometimes. hair looks like it was pulled off a black guy's ass and was just <laughs> taped on his head. Oh, and he wears Velcro shoes and ladies' dress pants. But I haven't been laid in a long time, and all the other waiters here have boyfriends. Boyfriends? Girl Girlfriends, yeah. Oh, well... It's my birthday tomorrow. I got a doctor's appointment around 8.30. Then afterwards, you and me can hang out if you want. Okay, Lindsay, see you tomorrow night then. I was a little disappointed that she found out I wore a lady's dress pants. But nonetheless, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? All right, at Ruby's you had to wear black pants, right? And I didn't have any. I had to go to Walmart, and they didn't have any men's black pants. I needed money, so I had to go in the ladies' section, and they had the little silky... Stuff and it was only going to be a one-time thing, but I'm lazy with the laundry and ended up wearing it for three weeks straight. Jordash, oh my! How's that, homo man? I need to get paid. Hey, Brian, I was a little disappointed that she found out I wore a lady's dress pants, but nonetheless, why <laughs> this it? would be my big chance to impress her. Now she is like a faded lawn, and I, the lawn doctor, will cover her with the fertilizer of love. What is stupid? Fertilizer of love? What is this, some kind of Japanese scat film? No, man, it's, uh, you know, symbolism or uh, alliteration, one of those things. I remember her telling me that she had never gotten a birth cake, uh, birthday cake growing up as her parents were Jehovah's Witnesses and didn't believe in such malarkey. You found yourself a winner. <clears throat> parents. I drove to Giant the day of her birthday. And Which is the grocery store. Yes. That's right. I forgot. That's a DC thing. And formulated the plan in my head. I would get the cake and drive to her house while she was at her appointment. Then I would leave the cake on her doorstep. She would come home and All be right, overwhelmed. Pedro. Huh? <laughs> yeah, this is Napoleon Dynamite. No. She would come home and be overwhelmed with surprise. In which I would pop out James Bond style behind her and say... Happy birthday, baby. Give me then I money. would get laid. <laughs> While formulating my plan, however, I noticed the line for the bakery was unusually long. It was already 8.50. Carrie could re return home from her appointment at any moment. When you get to the part about the school election. The what? Hmm. I needed to take drastic measures to move the line. 
Resourcefully, I went to the medicine aisle and grabbed some syrup of Epicac. Did you ride a liger over there? No, I did not. Syrup of Epicac, for those of you who aren't familiar, is something you can take. Is it something Uncle Rico could throw over those mountains? <laughs> something that makes you throw up. I looked around to make sure no one was, was looking, took a generous swig. Then I ran back to the end of the line at the bakery. Or you bakery. call Uncle Juice. Stuck my finger in the back of my throat and started the fireworks. <laughs> I immediately got sick all over the place, uncontrollably hitting little kids and old ladies, sending them into a panic. Nonetheless, my plan had worked perfectly, as almost everyone ran away from the line. I got the cake. Wait a second. Hold on. Let me just make sure I heard this correctly. Yes. You threw up in line to clear the line out so you could move ahead. Yes. Oh. It didn't get rid of everyone. There was three stubborn people in the front. You know, that's actually kind of genius in a way. It's the vomit gun. <laughs> it worked. Yeah, I got a few kids and old ladies. But to hell with them. Because I was in love. Where was I? This week. Um, I got the cake and even had enough time to stop by the MTO. After all... I needed to get some food to pump me up for tonight. <laughs> he grabbed a sandwich. Leonard was the community fat ass that worked at the MPO. <laughs> the only kid larger than me. Hey, Leonard, any turkey left or did you eat it all, you fat blank? <laughs> Leonard snarled at me, made my sandwich, and I was on my way. Ate in the car, getting a few crumbs on the cake, but it was nothing noticeable. I pulled up to Carrie's house and set the cake down. What are you doing? She asked. Happy birth. I immediately got sick. Old all Uncle of a sudden, all over myself, the cake, and Carrie, of course. It couldn't have been the Epicac. It was all out of my system by that point. <laughs> However, I looked down at the remains of my stomach and noticed, prominently sticking out, little chunks of Brillo pad mixed with turkey. Thanks, Leonard. Didn't get laid that night, obviously. Um, not only that, what, did he take little, you know, chunks of Brillo pad? He dipped it in the grease that they cook with back there. And that was not Brillo pad. Put it in my turkey sandwich. Whatever that's, it's a sponge. Brillo pad is sponge. You call pube sponge? I guarantee that's what it was. Pubes? Yes. You think the whole time it's a Brillo pad? He probably cooked it between two pillows, too. Ew, that's oh, what you eat. That's not good. You've eaten man. Ew. Short hairs. Well, don't I just feel like the ass? Ew. You think that's where they came from? Smell yeah. Like K-Mike says, Chunks has sweet mo skills. <laughs> <laughs> I wrecked the cake. Mo. I don't understand what was gay in that. How does ladies' dress pants make you gay? At what point do you do your dance and uh, win over everybody? I didn't do a dance. I thought you were telling a story from Napoleon Dynamite. Vote for summer! I don't remember a birthday cake. Oh, Pedro! Oh, yeah, that did happen. Well, obviously, I didn't remember that. So what ends up happening? She has to clean up, you throw up all over her birthday yeah, cake? Actually, yeah, in, in reality, I mean, it didn't... She kind of stopped talking to me for like three weeks. 
Uh, and then eventually we did go on a date, but uh, you, know, left, you I wrecked it because I was pulling that whole swingers awkward thing, but not on the phone, but like in person. Oh, that's so dumb. Where I kept t- trying to tell a joke and it wasn't working, so I get that thing like with Matt, where I'll just get angry and mean and start insulting the person. You I hate you. You weren't money with that beautiful baby? No. I thought you were as loose as my triceps. Give it up, bitch. Yeah. Look, they're still waving at you. It didn't work out. <laughs> there it is. I gotta tell you, this was dated before Napoleon Dynamite. If anything, he owes me money for ripping me off. All my great ideas. You're right, because you do have his hair. It's all right. I'm gonna make millions when these become movies. Does it become movies? Damn right they are. Seriously? Yeah. Not films. <laughs> What is that supposed to mean, <laughs> snuff film, man? This is stuff for my life, and it's all just fun and games. And no, don't rip it is again. That the no. Ow. That one is um. Why do you have to do it twice? That's He's what we're gonna be That's gonna be a tough uh, yeah, no, puzzle to put together. It's great. You can use this at the opening party as confetti. I yeah. didn't want that one anyway. Pepe's <laughs> ripping up the plans to his time machine. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, was it your Liger drawing? Can't see from in here. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Back in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1, wrapping up hour three. My understanding, hmm. gay Freddy Krueger's going to make an appearance tomorrow at a Halloween, really? at a Halloween Horror Nights. I just asked for some gay Freddy Krueger on the show tonight. Scheduled to appear, gay We're Freddy so Krueger. We're so as it is already. We're only 20 seconds. Um, yeah, so I just look for that. Nice. Uh, also, got to remember this. We're talking to the uh, hot guy from Heroes tomorrow. Oh, we are? Yeah. What time? Well, we will be talking to him at 11.50. Yeah. But right, we, cool. can, we can play it back whenever we want tomorrow. Cool. Or maybe even after, uh, actually at 10, when we go off the air, we can uh, we can do the Heroes interview after that. You know, just kind of roll from there. Um, 407-916-1041, star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. Hideoutheretics.net. I know we're supposed to tell you to go to realradio.fm, and I really want you guys to. And Yeah, do everything. Go to all of them. You're already on the internet. Fullblownage.com as well. However, if you go to hideoutheretics.net, uh, Nameless has, uh, taken over, not taken over, but made it easier for the homework that Guinness did on the easy click to subscribe for the Hideout Podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I think Guinness a ton for that. Uh, and you can just click right there, either on the Hideout MySpace page or the top of hideoutheretics.net to subscribe to the iTunes and the podcasting. Very easy. Just click and subscribe. The other thing, too, is uh, Heretic Elros, who is at Halloween Horror Nights right now, has gotten three contestants for the Hideout Marquee Madness. The Let's Talk Cafe on South Orange Avenue. And Marquee Madness is where you put up the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. I'll have fan J-Dubs. Let's Talk Cafe.com. 
Uh, you can see that photo on there. Also, too, there is the Mobile Lube Express, which is offering a, a discount to the Heretics. That one's on Delaney Avenue, corner of Michigan and Delaney. And there is the uh, Ice Cream Cakes place. Yeah. Um, gourmet Ice Cream Cakes. Oh, man, that sounds so good. Uh, made to order. And that is going on uh, on hideoutheretics.net. And you can see all of their photos right there. Cool Crunch Ice Cream and Ice Cream Cakes on East Michigan Avenue. So congratulations to all three of those and to Elros for making it happen. Well, they are in the running for the $2,500 in free advertising right here in the hideout. We're going to go until the 31st with these, and then we'll pick at random a winner from there, and their commercials will be heard right here on uh, Real Radio 104.1. Wonderful. Oh, you know what? I think we're going to music at 10 since it's uh, Friday. Oh, okay. Instead of mixtape. Well, we're doing the uh, we're doing the uh, the the DVR Rewind, so we'll just do it after that. After ah, we talk about heroes and everything. Very good point. J Dubs, uh, we said Gay Freddy Krueger may make an appearance tomorrow. Yes. Here's his uh, previous times in the hideout. All right. And now, Gay Freddy Krueger. Gets cable installed. Hey, cable guy! I'll take a premium package if you know what I mean. That was Gay Freddy Krueger getting cable installed. Ah, good old Gay Freddy Krueger. And now, Gay Freddy Krueger leads a jazzercise class. Hey, bitches! It's time for all you to sweat. Me and my boyfriend, Eddie, are going to teach you how to squat thrust. All right, Eddie, are you ready? Eddie, ah, squat thrust. That was Gay Freddy Krueger leading the jazzercise class. All right, Ceiling tells me they may just go to music at 10. Then Tommy goes, it's not music at 10. So get the story together in the booth over there. I was never told it was music. You could have just leaned over to me and said that. Well, I didn't know it was you that told him that. I was wondering where he heard this from. <laughs> and now, gay Freddy Krueger at the sauna. I'm Freddy Krueger. How hot is it in this sauna? Not as hot as it's going to be when I take this towel off, huh, dudes? I'm a perk my... That was gay Freddy Krueger at the sauna. Good old gay Freddy Krueger. Yeah, so I think he's going to be actually live in studio tomorrow. Nice. And now, gay Freddy Krueger taking a... <laughs> that was gay Freddy Krueger taking a... <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> it's the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. I a Hour four, Thursday night. It's a hideout road radio 104.1. I hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday evening. I know uh, Shannon, of course, got his thing kicked off tonight with the uh, the bike night uh, bike night out there. So uh, talked to him a little bit earlier. There's a lot of stuff going on, man. It's good to see Real Radio out there amongst the people. It's too bad it only happens in the fall. Uh, I'd love to see it happen year-round, to be honest with you. Uh, but tomorrow we're at Halloween Horror Nights. Heretics going to Halloween Horror Nights tomorrow. Hideout gear. Represent to everybody.
We're going to have our uh, hideout stuff on. Ooh, that reminds me. Chunks, really quickly, and then we'll move on because we've got, got about 12 hours of show to do in the next hour. Uh, tell everybody about the new T-shirts for Monster Ween. Ooh, yes. The new and, might I say, exclusive, very exclusive T-shirts. Um, Baseball-style jerseys. Um, it's... I want to say kind of like the, not not jerseys, but, but kind of the undershirt, like yes. baseball style. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is very cool. Long but, sleeve. So I think our first long sleeve shirts, other than the hoodies. I, th- I hate to keep correcting you, but I believe it's three fourth sleeve. Oh, because yeah. you know whenever you play baseball, and you always had sleeves. They weren't completely long sleeves. They're like those three quarter. Yeah, sleeves. they cut off right at the uh, middle of the uh, forearm. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, red sleeves. Gray shirt on the front. It has a new font created by your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. A new hideout font on the back of it. Uh, actually, in baseball style lettering, it has the eyeball logo. Mm-hmm. Underneath it, it has heretic, as if like it, you were a player and it was your name. And underneath that, it has one hundred four point one. And how many of these are we gonna have for Monster Ween? Ooh, it's gonna be very limited. Um, I would say probably total to give out. This is exclusive. What you gotta get there. Might have 10 to 15. Wow. But here's another edition, too, even more limited. Hair Chick T-shirts. The the first first edition of the Hair Chick T-shirts. Wonderful. Which are basically the the same as the male ones, which I just described, but they're more form-fitting for a lady. And do they say Hair Chick or Hair Chick? They say Hair Chick on the back. Nice. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. We got one for my chick? Yeah. I'm going to have sex with her with that on. Oh, you wouldn't do that? No. Oh, you're or it gonna... says hair chick on the back, and I then would... there's your name on that logo. And no, because just... your name's there, too. Whatever. I'm not going to be looking at your name. That's not gay. That's totally mo. God, you're such a homophobe. Think of him as like an alternative jersey. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's exactly what it is. So, man, we only have 10 to 15, huh? For now. All right. Well, yeah. if they go over well, I already see people eyeing me. Guinness. Save one. There's no saving one. <laughs> as much as I love you guys, you got to be at Monster Ween. These are Monster Ween exclusive, it appears. So make sure you get out there as we broadcast live with the boys. Oh, that's a week from tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Oh, October's flying by. Dubs, you're a homophobe, but that's not the only <laughs> thing you are. <laughs> so you think you know radio's J-Dubs? Well, you don't. Fact. Did you know J-Dubs is afraid of children because he thinks he's going to get accused of touching them? Fact. Did you know J-Dubs sent a young boy screaming out of a Walmart bathroom after a conversation? Will we ever really know what happened in that stall? Fact. J-Dubs is a fan of the Detroit Lions. What does that say about his judgment? Fact. J-Dubs is a shock jock. That means he'll do or say anything to get a laugh, even if it means making fun of retarded listeners. Fact. J-Dubs doesn't care about you. He only cares about smoking, caffeine, and decorating his apartment for Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Again, to lure young children? No. Visit him and decide for yourself. Fact. J-Dubs lives in sin because he won't marry his girlfriend and he has a tattoo of a clown shooting heroin. Fact. J-Dubs is a pet killer. It's well documented he killed a half-faced fish in D.C. But what about his first cat? He says she died of an enlarged heart. People say he smothered it with a pillow to avoid paying a vet bill. I did not. Fact. J-Dubs hates his home state of Michigan. Michigan is in America. So J-Dubs hates America. J-Dubs. A vengeful, bi-curious, cat-killing shock jock. Now you know the real gay scrubs. Er. J-Dubs.
I was just told by Catherine I got to play that once an hour. It's part well, of our uh, equal time. Well, I have uh, recorded a rebuttal. I don't have it. You do. It's on your computer. It's right there. Hit play. I don't see it. Oop. Uh, delete. Don't delete it. I'll record it again and again and again. There's been a lot of mudslinging by my co-host, El Jefe. The truth of the matter is, El Jefe is not new to mudslinging. That's actually one of his favorite things to do in the bedroom with his cat, Tycho Tyrone, the furry turd. When we bring it down to brass tacks, would you really want to be led by a man who schedules weekly rapings with a colonoscopy doctor? Not I. I know the news, if it bleeds, it leads, but not here in the hideout. When you look at El Jefe as a whole, you see his body crumbling worse than the Mavericks in the finals. El Jefe's body resembles a ball... And in my professional radio opinion, that's the only thing his mind's on. El Jefe wants you to think his chin hair looks cool. When in reality, it's just a reverse rat tail. When it comes down to it, all El Jefe is, is a rat tail wearing, mud slinging, bleeding ball. I am J-Dubs, and I approve this message. Alright, allegations, falsehoods. Mm-hmm. Everything there. Fact. I will have uh, Catherine Brown. Uh, Linda Bird and John Hogan know that I will be suing Clear Channel for that ad because it's false. That's fine. There are a number of. Uh, My name was never brought up in there, so I'm cool. Sue them all you like, sister. Oh, yeah, you too, Justin Lee Johnson. Huh? You're next. You're also on there. Whatever, Radio Drill. That's me, Radio <laughs> Drill. When are we going to switch our names finally? I don't know. Dude, reverse rat tail? That hurts. (laughs) Now I'm ready to snip this thing. Very trashy. All right, it's time for it to go then. Just on that alone, tomorrow. I I would like you to play that unscathed by your voice. I have to listen to it again. Yes. Turn your mic off. There's been a lot of mudslinging by my co-host, El Jefe. The truth of the matter is, El Jefe is not new to mudslinging. That's actually one of his favorite things to do in the bedroom with his cat, Tycho Tyrone, the furry turd. When we bring it down to brass tacks, would you really want to be led by a man who schedules weekly raping for the colonoscopy doctor? Not I. I know it news. If it bleeds, it leads. But not here in the hideout. When you look at El Jefe as a whole, you see his body crumbling worse than the Mavericks in the finals. El Jefe's body resembles a ball... And in my professional radio opinion, that's the only thing his mind's on. El Jefe wants you to think his chin hair looks cool. When in reality, it's just a reverse rat tail. When it comes down to it, all El Jefe is, is a rat tail wearing, mud slinging, bleeding ball. I am J-Dubs, and I approve this message. I do. Damn you, that's all full of lies. All true. Look at that reverse rat tail you got going on. This is cool. (laughs) Keep on telling yourself that. It's the new 1987. <laughs> it's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Back in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1, hideoutheretics.net, fullblownaids.com. Check them out. Um, what's your favorite show on TV right now? I know we're going to do the Hideout DVR Rewind tomorrow, but what's your favorite one on TV right at this moment? Lost. Still. We'll talk about it tomorrow in the Hideout DVR Rewind. Um, oh, but I do have a guilty pleasure that I just found out. It's been on the air for about four or five years, nightly. Uh, Carson Daly. Really? Carson Daly. I, I, I tried it out like when it first came on the air, and it was terrible. 
It's actually pretty funny now. Shut the hell up right now. Why? You Have you tried shot it? In the fa- I've seen that crap show. How long ago? Like a few months ago. Him it's... standing out there awkwardly like, uh, hey, I, I got a, a joke for you. And uh, it is even not I can't that la- bad. Even I can't laugh at it. <laughs> oh, God, I'm still up here alone. Oh, uh, let's go to our guest now. Yay. And the, the guests are always terrible, but for some reason, I think he pulls it off. Hmm. It's not bad. I may check it out just and, on your recommendation. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I watched it when it first came out, and I've never been particularly a Carson Daly hater, like you. a lot of people, right? Like Tommy Bateman over there, worthless. Because it's cool to hate Carson Daly well, for some reason. I, I hated him in that brief little moment when everything was happening for him. Yeah, of course. He, just because it didn't seem fair when but, he had the VH1 and he was dating. At the time, Tara Reid was supposedly was hot. I still mad at Jennifer Love Hewitt, that son of a bitch. Oh, that's right. He took a stab at at, uh, Tara Reid last night. Did he? Yeah. So he's he's willing to go out there and say stuff. There was one particular photo of Tara Reid, and it is she is so hideous and. She not only hit the wall, a Mack truck came up and squashed her in between it like it's a uh, Looney Tune. Well, last night on the Carson Daly show, uh, oh, there was God. there was a uh, lady that's uh, she's an actress, but she also has like a T-shirt line too, and uh, they had a picture of Tara Reid wearing one of her T-shirts and it said, uh, uh, "You were never my boyfriend" on her on her T-shirt. So he pulls out a T-shirt that says, "You were always drunk." So huh. how would you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think right, so. That's funny. That's funny. <sighs> You can't admit at least that that was funny. No, I hate Tara Reid as well. I, I, I first time I ever came on your show, I talked about how much I hated her. Why do you hate her so much? What She's did she ever do to you? Worthless bitch, and I'm so close to using bad words that I can't even use initials for anymore. Uh, I hate her. I just love to snap her damn arm. Now she is one of those. I, I think she's hot. What the hell is wrong with you tonight? I gotta say, I'm more not quite as insane as Tommy is about her, but she's never hot. She's that horrible voice. Her, there's something about her eyes. No, yeah. they're good for punching. That's all. <laughs> I want to live in paradise. <laughs> you shut the hell up. Get out of here. I want two no, tickets to paradise. No, you're fired. You're gone. You're fired. I hate you. Now the Pack big your plans will leave tonight. The big thing with her Don't is bring any money into this. <laughs> the big thing with her is the boob job gone wrong. Hideous, just like her yeah. face and voice and everything she's ever touched. I saw her. She have a hideous face. Horrible. All right, already. <laughs> Skanky bitch. All right. So, <laughs> I saw a photo not too long ago of her, though. Sorry. Where they're dragging, like they are literally. They're already mom boobs. Well, I mean, even when she first got them and they popped out, and everybody's snapping the pictures of them because you couldn't feel Ugh. them because they're fake. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, but they didn't look that good either. You know, they, it didn't look like they that did a good the job. That is the understatement of the year. They look god awful. Not that good. They look terrible. Still batch material. Yeah. Shut the hell Without up. Without a doubt, I wouldn't, I wouldn't toss them out. What are you, like Frankenstein fetish or something? <laughs> you saw What spot? if I do? Oh, Jesus. All right. The new thing, apparently. I'd cut them off and wear my forehead. 85% of men... Between the ages of 18 and 34, say they hate plastic surgery. What? That they are completely turned off in women who have plastic surgery. Jibug. Jibug. 
15% claimed to not even notice a woman's cosmetic surgery. You know, it's a boy. Interesting. Last night, so I go down to hang out at the Matador for Ladies' Night, mm-hmm. and I was, uh, I was walking around downtown Orlando. It's so funny to see women get dressed up. Have you noticed that when women get dressed up... Hookers. Yeah. Yeah, they look exactly like a hooker. And it's you know what it is? It's a uniform. Mm-hmm. It's kind of very tight jean capris, you know, but kind of fancy jeans, not regular jeans, but mm. like kind of jean capri pants, and a shirt that shows their shoulders... And it goes barely to their belly button. And around the, uh, the uh, not really the collar, but kind of, you know, how it extends around, there's some kind of glitter pattern. And sometimes it's even glitter they're wearing. Mm-hmm. Oh, always. And usually some sort of a heel as well. And that seems to be the downtown outfit. I don't know if you notice that or if you're heading downtown tonight, you know, if you, if you see that going on down there. And it was odd to me. Do you believe this, though, that 85% of guys don't... Like uh, plastic surgery? Yeah. No. That's ridiculous. Who cares? They look decent. They rarely look decent, though. Nah, they look fine. They look decent in clothes. But when the clothes come off, um, they look really bad. Whenever I go to a strip club or anything like that, I don't care if they're fake. Just throw them in my face. I'll lick and stick a dollar for you. Yeah, Sweetheart. but that's at the strip club. Tommy sent me a picture of Tara Reid in a uh, bathing suit. I think she looks decent. What? I hate you. No. She looks horrible. Here's what it looks She looks like... Oh, I, I I have no words for you. Here's what She's it, the hottest of the three. Here's, here's what stab my eyes at that. Here's what it looks like. It looks like Dick Cheney uh, shot her. With uh, birdshot in the with, stomach. With birdshot in the stomach. Look at his muscles. It's not muscle. It's flab. Hot, hot muscle. It's flab, and it's like I'd cellulite r- and cratered. I would rub my tongue up and down that stomach. Mmm. Might get lost and, in one of those valleys. You know what? Here's what's yeah. Here's what's <laughs> interesting about her stomach and the and the crevices and the divots. Just to explain it to those of you listening. It's a at windy home. day. No. It, you, you could you could get. A handful of peanut M&Ms and drop them on her stomach, and any normal person, they'd roll off. Each M&M would find a nice little crevice to call its own home and stay on her belly. You guys are insane. She does have a hot face. No, she does not. She looks awful. I don't like the extensions. I don't like anything on her. I think it's been well determined. Uh, what about on her? Would you like that? What did you say? What if I was on her? Would you like that? No, because you watch Carson Daly. You'd be watching it, doing her while watching Here's Carson Daly. Here's what's ironic. She, did, she got all that plastic surgery to have your body, Dubs. <laughs> Built like a cello. That's hot. Yeah, it's so hot. No ass, no hips. Just big fake boobs. I hate girls that have no ass. Hideous. I hate girls that have no hips. Like, it's just a box. It's, all she is is a rectangle with a head on top. Let's go to Wild Hawk in the 407. It's just like sludge. Cafe, you're saying you don't like fake boobs? No, not at all. Well, when Tiffany first got to that station, she has huge bolt-ons, and you just gooed all over her. Yeah, well, she's hot other than her boobs. Uh, well, you don't, right. you don't find her boobs hot? I mean, right. Dude, that's one of the hottest things about her. 
Um, I like that ass. I like her for her mind. You know who I like for their mind? Sir Gary the Prophet. Gary, how you out tonight? What's going on, Gary? As much as you want to fucking die on Real Radio World for Point One Red Candy Reformity. Uh, all right, Sir Gary. Happy birthday, Stubbs. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy birthday, Stubbs. Um, you you give me the uh, the, and I'll go with whatever you say here. Yes. Tara Reid, hot or not? Say uh, no. Real hot. No. Thank you. Ah, uh, Sir Gary's a genius. The devil loves Tara Reid. No. no. Sir Gary, where are you going to be this Sunday? Lord's willing, this coming Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. I'll be at New Hope Property Baptist Church, West Story Road, in Winter Garden, Little Good Baptist Pastor, Little Ground Trolls 1, the public's invited. That's fantastic, Sir Gary. Thanks, for everyone's comfort and pleasure. Are there, are there any news headlines you wanted to pass along, or just church uh, just, tonight? Just one, one news line uh, passed up. I guess you heard about the uh, young boy that got stabbed to death in the... University High School. Yeah. Yeah, we did hear about that. That's too bad. That's real bad. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a good evening. Sydney in the 352. What's up, Sydney? Hi. Yeah, you guys are talking about how hot Tara Reid is and her great, like, abs, or I guess he was. Yeah. It's because she had a really bad lipo job. Those are like dimples from the lipo. From the liposuction? I call them M&M holders. Uh, I would would, uh, put my mouth and do some suction right on that stomach. Aww. That's dirty. Eat sludged and lick her. Hideous. Horrible, horrible person of a human being she is. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I'm licking Paris tummy. Alright. Giant Brian says, Rebecca (laughs) Romaine. Square, unbangable hips. Wrong. I never noticed that. She's hot. Not as hot as Tara Reid. No. Tracy in the 407. Not as ugly as Tara Reid. Hey, guys, I just want to talk about the girls downtown. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're like uh, real estate agents, and they have their for sale signs huh. on when they're wearing their gear, and uh, they'll go to the highest bidder. Yeah, you know, not only that, too, it's almost a rent me. I got uh, I got three uh, shots yeah. of Jaeger. Uh, right. says you're mine tonight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love you, Tracy. That's a very good point. The sad part about it, too, is a lot of these girls who are parading around in what I like to call the downtown uniform, Pre-jeans and pants, the uh, the shirt that shows the shoulders and the belly, and the somewhat high heels, or a variation thereof with the little purse. Because every girl's the same down there, essentially. All of them? Way too much pudge. Way too much muffin top folded over. Oh, I... Didn't hear you. I'm looking at this beautiful Tara Reid picture. No, it's there's nothing beautiful. beautiful about that picture except the beach in the background, where there's actual good-looking girls with nice bodies. Right, hold on a second. For two seconds, with you and your, I don't know if it's a bit or not. That girl is lying there, nude, Ugh. ready to accept, sideburnless. Because you know she doesn't have them. I bet she does. No. <laughs> and you tell me you don't go for it? No. I wind up and take a punt at if, it. If you did go for it, like I said, let like go my ego. I don't want to share with my Tara. Ugh. Like your Reggie Roby. Just kick it back. I'd like to kick her. I can't believe that, man.
Because I don't think she's... Bring her up or I'll do it in studio. Overly attractive. I'm sure we could get her now. I would peel her fingernails off and pick my teeth with them. No! I don't know if that's... Is that good for her? I don't know if that's what she wanted. Dude, one of the most embarrassing videos ever seen on the internet was of her and how far she's fallen. I guess she was waiting to get inside a club. I did see that. And she couldn't... It was sad. They, she couldn't get in. And, and then, then up walks Paris Hilton, walks right past her, gives the little... Hmm, and continues walking inside with Tara just left there on the outside. Ha! Figures. Tony. Place don't be racist. Yeah, there's no reason to bring Let's race to into this. Tony in the 407. I'm you, do you think she got craters? You should see the back of Chunk's neck when I have a man muscle banging back there. Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's not even trying. <laughs> Alright, let me tell you one thing, though, and I mean this in all honesty, <clears throat> having watched uh, getting back into the show. Mm -hmm. I will say, and when I, when I say hotter, it's H-A-W-T-E-R. Tara Reid, hotter than Evangeline Lilly. No. No. You're insane there. No. You need to uh, check yourself there. I mean it. What the hell? Better body. I am like in Bizarro World. Infinitely better face. No! Infinitely. Insane. If maybe Tara Reed's head was on Evangeline's little boy body, then it could work out. But otherwise, Wait, no. You, you're looking for a little boy body? Because that's what uh, Evangeline Lilly has. What? How are you? She has nice boobs. 15. Oh, you know what it is? That's Senior Hamburglar you're in love with. No, That's it's not. Same body. <laughs> same body. It's not even close. If he had dark hair, you'd be hitting on him. More. more. Uh, yeah. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. I'd like to be the sweat on Tara Reed's chest. Mm. More than Evangeline Lilly. Back in the hideout, Road Radio 104.1. Coming down the home stretch on a Thursday night. Uh, Anton Matt has a good question for you, Hefe. Anton Matt in the 407. Hey, Hefe, who would you rather bang, Tara Reed or Axel Foley? <laughs> I don't know. It depends. Is it the 80s? <laughs> Ass. <laughs> I make one flub during an interview. So I say Axel Foley to the Axel Rose to Sebastian Buck. So what? Wait, you did that? I was out of here for that. Yeah. You actually that. call him Axel Foley? Dude, I was looking away at to Sebastian I Buck. At I am's pop up. Now Sebastian Buck thinks I'm an ass. Tardon in the 407. Hey, Alan. Man, what's up? What's up, hey, bro? Buddy. Yeah. Too bad I won't be seeing you tomorrow. Why not? No ride? Uh, yeah, uh, demand. Got stuff to do. Aw, too bad. Yeah, hey, I got someone who's hotter than Tara Reed. Who's Carly that? from the board. Alright, Carly on hideoutheretics.net. I don't know if she's real or not, but uh, she does look well, the hot. picture is, anyway. No, I got gotcha. you. Alright, thank you, man. Alright, later. I saw you just, you were ready to let Talon talk. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't going to let it happen. I was going to see how long he, it would take for him actually just to hang up himself. Uh, Giant Brian says, anti-mat doesn't exist since Matt Albert doesn't exist. Anti-matter cannot exist without its opposite regular matter. That's true. It's a lot of matter. 
Matter. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, um, I'm going to bring anti-matter in on the show now. Yeah? I think the kids earned it. I think it's funny enough. God, talk about a twist of irony for that. <laughs> you think it's just about how all that could go down? That wouldn't be good. Wow. Um, all right, pinching the 4-4, I was mad at me. For what? For my Evangeline Lily comments. Say you can't be my best friend anymore. I don't know how you can't find her hot. Do you think this breast augmentation, if guys aren't into it, in this survey, too, it probably also found that men hate oral. <laughs> it, it would seem, if they're uh, saying that they don't like boob jobs, it would make sense they would say they don't like oral, either. And the majority of men don't mind if you just lay there? <laughs> and do nothing? Or if Flip the a, TV around? If you got sideburns down there? All 80s? Let me say this. I'd never really even known or had the concept of sideburns. Until Tommy brings it up when we're in D.C. Now I look for it. You've never seen the sideburns before? I mean, I guess I have, but it never really crossed my mind. Have you ever seen the mouse tail? Stop. All right. I can only assume. <laughs> Why would you always bring up the sideburns about Chunks' sister? Mom. Oh, Man. that's awful. God, I can't believe you'd ever say that. Do you think the same survey also found that men want to talk after sex? Yeah. We want to play Madden. Uh, we also want her to ask questions during the game. Oh, can't believe it. Hey, Dubs, I know that you're going to have a weekend full of sex since it's your birthday. Of course. Are you? Probably. At least one time. That's Birth- full for me. Birthday bang? Mm-hmm. How often are you, uh, you and your chick doing it now? Uh, usually once a week, but sometimes we skip a week. So you actually go more than a week without having sex? Right? Yeah. Now, when I was married, I went months at one point. Oh, you almost went a full year, a calendar year. Wow, you're right. Wow, that marriage was doomed. <laughs> Just should have seen that. Oh, my. Because right now I'm down to like two, three times a week with my chick. That's just because of her schedule, though. Well, that, that's how it started off with us, too. Then it gets down to, you know, twice a week and then once a week. No, and then sometimes you skip a week. No, I'm not interested. I don't understand how you can skip weeks. All right, I'm going to ask you this, and I want you to relate this to your relationship, okay? All right. Let's see uh, if your chick is bored in bed. Do you ever ask your chick for permission to have sex? No. I don't even warn her. She's sleeping, and she just gets violated. You know, you're classy. I know. I'm sipping champagne while I'm doing it, don't worry. And taking H57. Of course. Is your sex predictable? No. It's not the same thing over and over. Like you don't have. A I try to change it up, but sometimes I get stopped. <laughs> really? Well, sometimes I try to do stuff she doesn't like, but I like. You try to throw a wrinkle mm-hmm. with the wrinkle, mm-hmm. and it's not happening. Mm-mm. I'll say ours has gotten a little predictable, but I think we got a good, get a good flow. It's like you know, it's like when you have because a you got good chemistry going. It's when you got a game. You know, when you got a game that day, and you got your game day routine. Mm-hmm. And what's what you're doing is working. You like to kind of keep that a little bit. The counterclockwise swirl. 
What are you talking about? Seinfeld. Counterclockwise. <laughs> you can't say clock? I don't know what's wrong, man. All of us today have been tongue-tied. Yeah. Not me. For once. All right. Is it... Do you have mechanical sex? No, I don't think so. Where it's no passion... Oh yeah, just yeah, kind, without a doubt. Just kind of, <laughs> just kind of. Just kind of, <laughs> kind of dull and. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tommy? I don't know. What you're, doubt. I don't know how many chicks you're banging this week, but is it ever passionless? No. It's cold and dead. Well, it's either <laughs> or. There's a lack of blood flow, but whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, how about this one? When it comes to sex, J-Dub's in bed for you and your relationship. Mm-hmm. You go the extra mile? Yes, he does. No. You don't romance her? No. Been together for five years. Romancing is me looking her in the eyes for once. <laughs> Playing no really. I'm thinking of you, I promise. I've trained myself to have my eyes closed even when they're open. Glazed over. Yep. <laughs> Looking at the, trying to figure out what the thread count is on your pillows. Uh huh. Um, so you've never, like, left her a little note or something describing what you'd like to do to her? Cat bears on the counter? No. Do no. you ever send her, like, you know, sexy notes or anything on MySpace? No. Look, you honestly look disgusted. What am I going to send her? All right, when you're doing it, is it always in the same location in your apartment? Bedroom? For the most part, yeah, we'll venture onto the living room every once in a while. Do you you romance your chick? Yeah. How so? Give me a pointer here, because romancing to me is using the dress sock to hold the nickels when I'm bashing her over the face. Shock jock. Shock jock. Shock jock. Animal. <sighs> Alright. So sometimes you'll venture out into the living room. Yeah. Alright. Get me a cold one. Do you get it? Are you guys vocal at all? Like, do you talk or anything during it? I could. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I couldn't Here's imagine a sexy talk. There, there sometimes is. Sometimes. But you have to be very careful with the sexy talk or noises. Because they can go from, you know, kind of cute and nice and fun to super creepy. I've turned a lot of children on. Shut up. Uh. Not during this subject. But do you agree with me? If someone's too vocal... It can get very creepy very quickly. <laughs> I've thrown that one out there a few times. I don't like it uh, when it's um a lot of vocal. Yeah, and like uh, swear words being thrown out very loudly. I like that. I told it, my it chick. It can get very very cheesy though. I told my chick at one point. Repeat this phrase. I can't I'd say it. I'd rather get raped. That's not, that's not the phrase. <laughs> that's that's not, not the word. Okay. That's not the <laughs> phrase I wanted her to repeat. But I did give her a phrase to repeat, and it was hot. Let me tell you in your... Uh, yeah. 
Oh, that's nothing. Yeah, but still. You I... can say that on the air. You can use a blank. All right, blank me. Yeah. That's what I told her. It's hot, though. She gets into it. I want the pole. <laughs> no, I want the pole. Come on. You never done the knock this blank and blank? Oh. Down? Yeah, knock yeah. this mother down? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've said that a few times. Jane in the 407. What's up, Jane? Hey, um, actually, J-Dubs, you were saying that for you, romance is looking in her eyes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's as much as she gets out of me. I I don't think it's romancing, but that's as much as she gets. All right, what's a nice romance for you, Jane? Um, maybe a little music, a little candlelight, and uh, then let's. First, you gotta something. get a guy first, sweetheart. Nah, I'm sure she has to. Get... You know what? She brings up a good point, and I need to start introducing this back. Me and my chick used to always have music in the background. Really? Now that we don't, I'm gonna bring the music back. I, I cut that off real quick in my relationship because uh, we were back at our old station, which is a music station that would always be on the radio. So I'd hear my buddies. On the air. <laughs> Dude, was I ever on the air when you no. were... Come on! It was quasi. I was never on the air? No. El Jefe in the Edge Zone? Because it, it was always <laughs> it was always usually like around 12 or 1. Oh, That's when it would I, be. I already gotten off the air. Yeah. All right, a buddy, Linefire, long time no talk. His girlfriend likes to have knives run along her back while they're doing it. The pointy part. That's a freak right there. You gotta like that. Chuck Jock. What? I'll just give it to you now. Another way of romancing her um, is kind of relaxing the Ziploc bag you have over her face. Chuck Jock. Kind of letting a little air back in before you pull it tight again. Yes, Guinness. Heretic Guinness up here tonight. Loosening up the uh, ropes a little. Yeah, yeah. Taking the, uh, the hog tie down a little bit. Or maybe wearing a knee pad when you're throwing them around. Chuck Jock. And finally, Dubs, do you and your chick ever experiment? We have. I mean, it's been five years together. So experimenting, really, there isn't a whole lot of new stuff. You know, we've, we've tried mostly everything. What haven't you? Just like the stuff with the crazy names? Yeah. Um... And we've never really gotten into the whole toy type thing. Would you like to? No. Have her strap one on? Because <laughs> that's what I'm afraid will happen. I'm I bet she would. I'm afraid that somehow that apparatus is going to end up around back, and I'm not going to be into it at first. <laughs> at that point, she has to romance you. Yes. Give me some wine this time. It's the hideout. Let me sip on a nice Merlot. 104.1. Flyer tickets to the local business and has everything explained. All right, yeah, Ross. And if she wants to, uh, have her just hack into your MySpace and send out a bulletin with that. Too. <laughs> Such a son of a bitch. You <laughs> All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Right, 5,000. 5, <laughs> He's out in Psychopath. EJ from the U and other hair tickets in the Psychoscarapy. My chick is in uh, one of the scare zones behind uh, uh, Shrek. Shrek. Yes. And oh, look, the Universal Dollars, these are drinks, 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 yes. Tomorrow, broadcasting live, Halloween Horror Nights. Join us. If you don't have tickets, we do have a pair and a parking pass to give away during the Hideout Happy Hour at the Matador. 
at 5 o'clock. Get there early, and we're going to give it away before 6. Two-for-one drink specials, Matador Pine Street between Orange and Magnolia. Wake up with the Monsters of the Morning Show. Number midday spills fun in the afternoon. Hat about 7. WCMD Entertainment. Listen to Hat at Roll Radio 104.1. Funniest Night Show in America. Best Nighttime Entertainment in Orlando. Winner 5,000. Be somebody. I always talk good. Question everything. McCann and classy. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. All right, man. 5,000. 5, 5, 5, 5, 5,000. I be smacking my hoes. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. 5,000. I, 5,000.